okay. say hi to all the creeps while I give you a little Mario noise background okay. when he's swimming underwater in Super Mario World on Super Nintendo. Okay. Ready? Ready? One, two. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have to have my mouth shut to do it. Yeah, you can't. Okay. It doesn't work. Um, okay. Ready? Good. Yep. One, two, three. <laughs> Oh, well, you messed it up. <laughs> I just, I can't, I was like, you know why? Because I heard that. And then immediately I also heard, or whatever the song is. It's been so long since I played it. But that same exact like, little cute song, that he, he, you know, and it's very like, until he starts to like lose air. Yeah. Doesn't it start to like, yes. yeah, is that it's it? very Something like stressful, that. sweaty moment. Yeah. It's, and it makes, yeah, it makes my heart palpitate condescending water oh that condescending i can't believe i said that i can't believe i said that condensation not condescending water it's always a vocab lesson (laughs) we learn this is how we learn the second i said it it was so bad but anyways so hello everybody welcome to four for gore (laughs) podcast where we talk all things horror and we rate movies and spoil the s out of them all of it with a capital s Lots of it. And mm-hmm. I'm Colleen, and that over there is Mario. <laughs> Mind the mustachio. <laughs> A.K.A. Jill. <laughs> yeah, Mario is my middle name. Yeah. <laughs> Jill Mario. I love it. So anyways, welcome to Four for Gore. Happy, ugh, happy Monday. <laughs> I'm grumpy. I had, the blue, I had the Monday blues. Did you see my video on Instagram? I did. <laughs> It's the only thing that got me through that part of my day yeah. is myself being an idiot <laughs> with that filter on my face. You got to do what works. I mean, it was just a case of the Mondays today. Real oh. bad. Yes. Yeah. Hundo. Mm-hmm. But I have that every Monday. It's like I was messaging you today mm-hmm. and I'm like, I've been working full time most of my adult life. Yeah. All of those jobs included Mondays. Yeah. Do you think I've fucking gotten used to waking up on a Monday and just being like, it is what it is, what to do? <laughs> nope. I have 13 feet to walk to get to my office nowadays, and I'm still like, ah. I know. It's bad. I just roll down my stairs, and I'm still sometimes <laughs> like, ah. I noticed the bruising. Yeah, no, I'm it's kidding. pretty bad. <laughs> I look like uh, Reagan when I'm done, usually. Um, well, my head spun around 360 today. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. For those who don't follow us on Instagram, shame. Right. Just like uh, well, you, you're not – see, some of the stuff that I want to do, you're not going to know, but I'm just going to do it anyways. Shame. Like the bell in um, – it's lost. Game of Thrones. Anyways, <laughs> it was funny in my mind. Oh, no. Shame. Shame. <laughs> just know that it's a really good part. Well, know that I announced this on Instagram, but for those who don't follow, I have to say Jill's Book Nook update finale. Yeah. <laughs> um, I finished The Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Would recommend to others. Didn't like it as much as I thought in case you hadn't gotten the memo. <laughs> in case you <laughs> haven't been listening to how I felt this entire like last two months. Four. Four? I read it. In the same amount of time that I read The Living Dead. And that I think it disappoints me more than anything. I think it's me. But I don't think that it's, I mean, maybe it's a combination of like how you said, like there was a couple times where you're like, I just, I don't feel like it right now. Yeah. So it's a combo. Yeah, there but if was you're like, also not like into it, then it's not going to be a good read. Right. Yeah, it was a combo because there was like four nights last month that I was just so busy that I was like, oh, I don't want to read. 
tired. Yeah. You know, there was four whole nights that I was too occupied to read (laughs) a book and get it done. Uh, No, but it was it was okay. It just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. But I did start, you know, to tag along into that with it. I don't fucking know. It's Monday. Uh, I started the Radium Girls and it's Mm -hmm. awesome. That's what you've been saying. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I can't put that one down. Just goes to show you. How you know, far? How are you close to being done yet? You think? No, no, no. no. It's pretty long. Um, it takes me longer to read a book than it takes you to watch eight seasons of American Horror Story. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, let me talk about. So that. I, uh, <laughs> I uh, no, but I'm like a hundred pages in. I started it a couple days ago. Maybe like a, maybe I've had it for a week. I've been reading it. I would probably hit a hundred pages after like four weeks. <laughs> I just don't find the time to read. It's very good, though. Yeah. So I, like I said, it's kind of hard to put down. Yeah. So very yeah. excellent book. Highly recommend. Yeah. Um, I don't have this one written down because I did my notes prior, but went to a little person's birthday party. Yeah, that's part of my notes, too. So I'll just join in on that See? little part. We yeah. had pizza mm-hmm. and it was dinosaur themed and super cute. What was my dinosaur name? Chomp Draco. And mine was... Dino Stegos. <laughs> Still want to redo. Yours sounds like a nerd. I know. <laughs> it does. But it was I really like cute. It. Yeah, it was fun. It was so, really cute. The smash cake was adorable. It like was a little egg. It was a little dino egg. And then Jill and I decided that we were going to be children and go swing on the swings for the first time in like 30 <laughs> years of our lives. And we both felt nauseous afterwards from a swing set. A swing set. And then I thought it was going to break. The second we got moving, you're like, this doesn't feel right. (laughs) It wouldn't stop. I'm like, no, I feel like I have vertigo. And then we kept going and laughing and it made it worse. And then you're like, is it moving? Is that moving? (laughs) And then you were like, you don't think we broke it, do you? (laughs) You literally said And then I was saying the worst things like, well, if if the chain breaks, I just hope it breaks as we're going forward, not backwards, because that would really suck. At least I have a chance of landing on my my hands and or my feet. It would have made the funniest sound. Oh, my God. It would have clinked. And if I hadn't been thunk, thunk, thunk. already motion sick after three pumps of the legs, oh I was going to go for an inside out, Jill, but there was no, that wasn't happening. Not after three slices of foxes. No. And a oh bunch of God. spring salad. I'm oh. like, I am seriously going to throw up right now. Yeah, like, I, I, yeah, I felt sick. <laughs> I did. I felt sick. I'll never do it again. I don't, but I used to love going on the swings. Same. I used to favorite. be like an athletic human that could leave the ground for 30 seconds without feeling pukey. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, if you put me on a ferry, if you put me on strings, if you put me in a fucking plane. Why someone put you on strings? Um, There was a reason I thought of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, are you a marionette? I don't understand. What? Why? That's the first thing I thought it was. Joel just being like, here I am. All floppy. The arms. only way that I can get to work is they just put me on my strings and just make me type. If I only was a real life person. <laughs> I almost sang Fiddler on the Roof just now. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? I almost said if I was a rich man. <laughs> I mean, well, if you were, you wouldn't be a marionette at your desk. If I was a puppet. <laughs> Um, that's all of my updates, including a song. <laughs> and you didn't even plan the song. I did. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh shit. I executed it okay. No, you did. You did all right. It went better in my head over the last week. Oh, it's been like a week. Yeah, and that's why I'm so froggy too. I've been practicing. Yeah. Oh, the second that I get over here, and mm. have you ever noticed? Like, I will not cough the entire time until we start recording because you make me laugh so damn hard that it just gives me. I. 
whatever. I, I've noticed that, but you were also sick for a month and a half. I was. So I'm it, finally not. So it's because I'm funny. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> it is because you're funny. <laughs> Clearly, I don't laugh at myself unless I'm talking about condescending water. Then it's funny as I stare at it. I'm still upset about that. I don't understand it. <laughs> so life updates. Um, I don't have too, too many. The birthday, uh, the birthdays and the swing sets. Oh, what were you going to say? Countdown to Freddy. Oh, yeah. I, Holy I did shit. Forget. Yes. So we're meeting Freddy. Yeah. We're meeting Mr. Robert Inglis. I'm getting sweaty as I think about it. Yeah. Um, Not me, you. Yes. Yeah. I'm freaking. We're meeting him on the 15th. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I, I can't even wait. Tell me about your life because <sighs> now I'm done. I'm like looking over at my calendar in the, in the kitchen now, but that's it. I'm boring. So this starts, this, it, it, it started busy starting last weekend. So like the birthday, I, I had multiple birthdays to celebrate. I had two kids and then a friend. Congratulations. Who, thank I you. I didn't know you had two kids. I, I don't. I look good. <laughs> yeah. I look pretty damn good for having two Fell kids. right off. Right? <laughs> it just melted. I don't know what happened. <laughs> thank God for pelotroning. <laughs> Pelotoning. Um, yes. But no. Uh, uh, so my niece, uh, uh, my niece... Uh, Anna and um, and then well, I want to call her Fanna from now on because she likes Fanna? the show. Yeah, <laughs> and then little Lucas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. didn't say his name. Ah, oh, well, well, no, I just did. I I forgot it for a moment. <laughs> now, how could I? I'm gonna marry him. <laughs> no, you. Are. It's always makes for awkward conversation when I tell them I'm gonna marry their child. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, um, the picnic table got really quiet. When I, I thought said it was funny. It. I laughed because I knew, I knew, I knew. I'm gonna wait till he's 18. Don't worry, Christ, Jesus. But he is, this, he's super cute. He is adorable. But yeah, so oh yeah, Fanna, that's really cute for Anna. Yeah. Anna, I love it. But uh, her birthday was recently, um, and then my niece, and then Lucas. So I had three birthdays to celebrate. Mm -hmm. And then um, let's see what else. I had my staycation all last week. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, I'm jealous. I can't lie. Um, got a lot done in the house, got some laundry done, got some reception stuff done. Did a whole lot of nothing. I, there's a lot of stuff I should have done that I didn't do. Like I ordered glasses from from my last eye appointment, which was like the beginning of this year, and they're just still sitting at the eye doctor's. <laughs> I had nothing to do Someone's all week. Someone's just wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing to do all week, and <laughs> they're messing up their own eye prescription because they're wearing yours. Yeah, they're like it's just fun, but they're, they're cute. I mean, they're fine. I wonder if they're in like me. a lost and found box. By they now. might. I mean, they might. I'm surprised because normally they call me, but I think that they're just like fucking fed up with me. I started my new job today. Congrats! Thanks, aka my new position. I would shouldn't say new job but my new position it was pretty easy because as we know I've been doing it for the last month so I just kind of hopped right into just doing it um and I go through like official orientation it was funny though because my new boss my new supervisor um today we had like a meeting to like go over the first part of the orientation which a lot of it I get to skip since I'm an internal hire so they don't need to go through all the normal stuff with me which is nice but she scheduled it from two to three and I, for some reason, read three to four in my mind. And so I just didn't go. And oh. um, but it was just the two of us. It wasn't like it was a big deal. Just the two of us. You can make it there you go. Just the two of us. <laughs> They're like, we want to reevaluate <laughs> our hiring decision. <laughs> so I, I messaged her. Well, in, in both of our defenses, she also never pinged me to be like, hey, are you coming? She ended up getting pulled into something else and just like got sidetracked and busy that she was like, yeah, I'm 
oh, I should have pinged you. That's not your fault. That's my fault too. And I was like, can we just do it tomorrow? And she's like, yeah, that's fine. But I, I was kind of giggling. I'm like, first day on the new job and I just don't go to a meeting. <laughs> just don't go. Like I forgot how to do everything at where this I work. This isn't important to me. So, so <laughs> I've been with the company for two years. I don't need this. Um, so that was kind of funny. But the new the new job's good. I'm excited. Um, I want to talk about when I got here today. <laughs> Jill, speaking of the job, Jill got me a little gifty. And some of it's kind of an inside little like love joke thing that Jill and I have. So I'm not going to go too deep into it because you wouldn't understand. But <laughs> <laughs> for those of you that have ever seen the movie Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. We wrote it. We wrote it. <laughs> and I said that it should be yellow. Um, so anyways, Jill got me the cutest little card super funny it's super funny that has them like a cartoon drawing of them on the front and what does it say i'm asking what does it say uh it says you deserve a businesswoman special yeah (laughs) and then in the inside it's just like congrats on the new job and like i love you and blah blah like all this cute stuff i loved it and then she got me a little pin of them and it's just the cutest i loved it it's pretty damn cute so i have to figure out what to do with it i have to figure out what to do with it but that was fun and then you mentioned something that i wanted to mention because you mentioned it we finally finished the entire series up until the new one comes out of American Horror Story. Nice. So that was fun. We were all over the place. We did, how do we do it? We did six through nine in yeah. two days. In an hour and a half. <laughs> it just fast forward. It it. We just we got most we skipped of it. through most of everything. <laughs> I just knew what was going on. Um, no, but we did six through nine and then went one through five. Nice. Yeah. So it was awesome. I'm kind of sad it's over just mm-hmm. because it, we were so uh, got to the point where you were like, oh, I remember this part or, oh, this yeah. is such a good part and da, da, da. But we finally finished all of it. And now I want to watch the one that's on Hulu, oh. the Hulu FX. They're doing uh, it's it's the same thing. It's an anthology, but it's just like per episode versus like a season. That's like oh. one big thing. That's it. Fun. That's all she wrote. Oh. Literally. Literally. Yeah. Oh. And that's yeah, that's it. So here we are. <gasps> Jill's super pumped. Like, I wish you could see her face, <laughs> but you can't. I am it's pretty very excited. excited. Yeah. I'll tell um, you my rating right now. I already know it. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. No. Spoilers. Yeah. So. But we watched The Exorcist. Yes. <laughs> I was waiting for you to like catch on to that one. I know. I had to get the arms up. Yeah. You yeah. gotta do it. It's season three. Episode 666. Holy shit. We're like really far into it. The date of release was December 26th, 1973. Hey, Christmas late present. Okay, what's up? Okay. Um, the director was William Friedkin. Friedkin? Mm-hmm. Friedkin? Yeah. Okay. I just, every time I read his name, I think of fried chicken. Friedkin? Yes, yes Friedkin. Absolutely. I just want to add a C-H-I-C there. Fried chicken? Fried chicken, yeah. <laughs> so he's known for the French Connection. To Live and Die in L.A. and Killer Joe. I don't know those movies. I've heard of The French Connection. Okay. Not the other ones. Mm. Sorry, William. Sorry. Sorry, bud. Rated R, of course. If it was rated anything other than that, I would be, I would immediately just not watch it because that's impossible. That's impossible. Prudes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Giving it an R. Whatever. hard R. Whatever. So ridiculous. (laughs) So the synopsis goes a little something like this. When a 12-year-old girl is possessed by a mysterious entity, her mother seeks the help of two priests to save her. Thank you, Paul Richard. Wow. (laughs) That's it. Pretty simple. 
pretty simple. No fat on that. Nope, nope, nope. Um, so the box office, of course, the budget was $11 million. The opening weekend in USA and Canada was $8.2 million, and it opened on September 24th of 2000. Nope, that's not right. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Hold, please. Oh, no. Big correction. Where did that come from? Opening weekend, it made $8.1 million. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, good. I was on the right track here. Okay, good. And then for the gross USA and Canada, it was $233 million. And then the gross worldwide was $441 million. So that just kept on going up. The production company was Warner Brothers and Hoya Productions. Its running time is two hours and two minutes. And then it starred, and this is the cast in credit order, verified as complete. I don't know what that means. So we have Ellen Burstyn, who was Chris McNeil. Max von Sido, Sido, Sidow was Father Marin. Lee J. Cobb was Lieutenant William Kinderman. Kitty Wynn was Sharon. That's the um, uh, assistant yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. person. Jack McGow- McGowran? McGowran is Burke Dennings. Jason Miller played Father Karras. Linda Blair plays Reagan. I said Reagan. <laughs> Something's wrong with me. She plays nasal. She does. <laughs> um, William <laughs> William O'Malley plays Father Dyer, and then it just says as Reverend William O'Malley S.J. They always throw me off when they do that. Um, Barton Heyman plays Doctor Klein. Peter Masterson plays Doctor Berenger or the clinic director, and then Rudolph Schundler Schundler is Carl Gina. Oh, boy. Hmm. Gina Petrushka. Petrushka plays Willie. And then Robert Simmons plays Dr. Tanny. Tanny, Tanny. Very nice. Uh-huh. And then for the awards. Oh, yes. yes. Per Wikipedia. That's where I always go for the awards. Okay. So the Academy Awards, it won Best Screenplay Based on Material, material from Another Medium. And that was for William Peter Blem. <laughs> What? That's what it says. <laughs> was that before they came up with like the word adaptation? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I get it. I forget those 50 cent words on the daily. Yeah. But that's just a funny way to say it. Yeah. I've never heard yeah. that before. Yeah. <laughs> this, so, th- this story originated on papyrus <laughs> and now it's on film. So. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting. No, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Go about reading your notes on that medium. Yeah. On this medium. <laughs> So that was for William Peter Blatty. Blatty? Blady? Blatty. Blatty. Mm-hmm. I thought I heard a dog. It but is. then I thought that I saw the dog running across. That was a bird. That was a bird. And it happened as a dog sound happened. Yes. I was so equally I, as confused. Yes. Yeah, so I was like, why is there a dog scaling across your balcony? I was like, why is that bird barking? <laughs> so we both were very confused <laughs> and scared. Very scared. Um, okay. So then best uh, for Academy Awards, it also won Best Sound. Uh, and that was for Robert uh, Nut- Cudson? Cudson? K-N-U. Knudsen? Knudsen. Thank you. Maybe. The K is silent, probably. You're right. <laughs> and Chris Newman. 
that that, that one. Is. Okay. <laughs> then also it won Golden Globes. So for the Golden Globe Awards, it won Best Motion Picture Drama, The Exorcist, they asked. Um, Best Supporting Actress, Motion Picture, Linda Blair. Best Director, Motion Picture, William Friedkin. Best Screenplay, Motion Picture, William Peter Blatty. That's it. And then for the music, the music was by Jack Nitsnitschi. Nitschi. Nitschi. How does that spelled? N-I-T-Z-C-H. Nope. Nietzsche? Nietzsche. N-I-T. Z is in zebra, S is in Sam, C is in cat, H is in Henry, E is in electric. I don't Nietzsche. know why I said that. I could have said Maybe. Echo. The Exorcist was filmed in Iraq. Gee, I wonder what part that was. Uh, Washington, D.C. and New York City. Mm-hmm. And then the critics had a lot to say. So, per Wikipedia, we've got Stanley Kaufman in the new in the New Republic wrote, "This is the scariest film I've seen in years. The only scary film I've seen in years. If you want to be shaken, and I found out while the picture was going that that that's what I wanted, then The Exorcist will scare the hell out of you." That was very um, difficult, but I I think that he was actually really scared in that moment when he like wrote it. So I just included it, even though it's very broken up because it's a lot of like dashes. And, oh, like, he used a lot of he used a lot of stuff there. Punctuation. Yep. So Arthur D. Murphy of Variety noted that it was an expert telling of a supernatural horror story. The the climactic sequences assault the senses and the intellect with pure cinematic terror. And then Vincent Canby, writing in the New York Times, dismissed The Exorcist as a chunk of elegant elegant occultist claptrap. Oh, a practically impossible film to sit through. It establishes a new low for grotesque special effects. So, well, all right, a little mix, <laughs> little mix of uh, critics there. Um, and then good old RogerEbert.com. What do you think that he rated it? I think he gave it. <laughs> I just never had just the <laughs> longest pause. I think he gave it a four. He's our first four for Gore. Nice. Like four out of four for Gore. Yes. yes, he is. So I this was not hard to to figure out which paragraph to use of his. So he says, I am not sure exactly what reasons people will have for seeing this movie. Surely enjoyment won't be one because what we because what we get here aren't the delicious chills of a Vincent Price thriller, but raw and painful experience. Are people so numb they need movies of this intensity in order to feel anything at all? It's hard to say. Oh, so like, yes, Raj, I am. (laughs) No, not really. (laughs) And then, of course, the last few here, Metacritic, the Metascore was 81 out of 100. User score was 8.7 out of 10. IMDb, I think it's an eight. I'm pretty sure. Right. It could be even more than that, but it's definitely an eight for sure. Yep. And then Rotten Tomatoes overall, 83% and the audience scored at an 87%. Time for sprinkles. Yeah. So, a little piece of Jill trivia. Oh, Jill trivia. Scariest book I've ever read. Oh, really? 100%. Yeah. So, I've enjoyed this story in both mediums of papyrus and film, (laughs) and both scare the shite out of me, but I did want to say the book is phenomenal and super scary. I had to read at least half of it outside. Oh, really? It felt safer out there. I just... For mm. some reason... Well, I wouldn't... I definitely wouldn't read it in a bed. I did a few nights. Oh. Oh, yeah. I was messed up. Yeah, I, I like um, bound myself oh, and I made and someone come in s- and turn the pages for me. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then my head spun around. Yeah. 
I'm never getting my deposit back on this apartment. <laughs> Ruined the bedroom. Um, okay, so before we be like fully begin, yeah, I figured I feel like we'd be doing the episode a disservice if we didn't acknowledge the fact that news of a reboot or a remake or whatever re you want to fucking call it. I just saw that is happening for the exorcist. I thought it was a joke. Not just one exorci- exorcist film, yeah. but a trilogy. Yeah. Jury's still out on how I feel about that. It could obviously, I'll give you the most obvious statement in the world. It could go one of two ways. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Nowhere in the middle. I'm going to just try to be like hopeful though. You know what I mean? Optimistic. I've been known to enjoy a reboot, um, but I will admit that this movie is one that always came to mind that I was like, I hope they never do anything with it again. I hope they just yeah. leave it. Well, and, you know how Hollywood is these days. They have to redo everything. They're out of stories. Yeah. There's no creativity. I have plenty of horror stories from my own nightmare <laughs> that I can share with anyone listen, willing to listen. Absolutely. And I pay people to listen to me talk about them. Yeah. Like, this is, we yeah. need to flip the script. Yeah. Um, so other stuff, right? Yeah. So William Peter Blatty based his novel off of a real story of the real exorcism of a 14-year-old boy named Roland Doe in the ni- late 1940s. Um, FYI, there is a documentary about that called The Exorcism of Roland Doe. I'd really okay. like to see it. It had some good ratings. Yeah. I don't know. I But I don't know where it's streamable right now. Yeah. So that could get a little tricky. But it is out there. I read a few variances, which I kind of expected this to happen. But yeah. like I read a lot of it, this book slash film was based off a true story about so-and-so. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, insert name of horribly plagued youth here. Yeah. So Take this all with a grain of salt, but I've peppered some Roland Doe fun facts throughout. Oh, okay. Because he and Regs kind of go on like a similar journey. Yeah. So, um, note, that's coming. More on more on Roland. Opening scene. Uh, creepy music immediately and chanting, which is never good. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Open on the streets of Georgetown, but then we're jumping right away. Yes. You know? Yes. So, we see Georgetown. We don't know we're in Georgetown yet, but right. we see the streets of Georgetown, a couple little shots, an ominous looking Virgin Mary. Yeah. And then cue more strings, other opening scene, a northern Iraq dig. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit of treasure digging. <laughs> Little trinkets and treasures. And we get to meet somebody very relevant to the tale. We do. And this is where, though, I, I watched the beginning of this part. And yeah. I, that's the only note I took was digging up some treasure and trinkets <laughs> on that part. You're like, well, that's the only note you took? Well, Father Marin's yes. at the dig, right? Yes, yes. So he is tray important. Um, we're following him around and uh, yeah trinkets and second ominous statue of the movie so far only it's really teeny yeah he gets that little um, you know they dig up that little uh, little statue yeah little guy um, and then we go to a brunch scene with Marin right yes yes no mimosas for Marin no no nope nope, nope. teeny tiny pills that he's taking and the rhythmic they're clearly important they're very important and the rhythmic blacksmithing sounds man in that scene yeah ting, 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 oh ting, it's ting, terrifying ting, ting. it's so cool mm-hmm. um and there's just other hustle and bustle yep. you know he's like in a little cafe it looks yeah. like grabbing mm-hmm. a little bitey bite so that's good then um we see Marin saying goodbye right mm-hmm. he's going back he's leaving yeah. he's leaving where he was in back Iraq. to the states heading on back um, but not before he almost gets taken out by like a horse-drawn buggy. And I don't know if you caught a glimpse oh. of the 
the grandma looking Muppet character in the back yeah, of it bouncing. She was creepy. Looking. <laughs> she it was. scares me every time. She was time. creepy. Ooh. I didn't like it. And then there's a dog fight. Yeah, there's like a dog fight. It mm-hmm. just all this bad stuff just starts happening. Yeah, it's really cool. Like, yeah, just like ominous themage here. Marin, like Marin something. Yeah. So he sees uh, you know, that dog fight in the desert. And he checks out a statue with like an interesting phallic equipment happening. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, snake peen. And then, <laughs> snake and, peen. <laughs> and then, and that's also ominous and scary noises. Yeah. And then we go back to Georgetown. Yeah. And then it's just all of a sudden we're on a movie set. Yeah. Well, no. no. <laughs> See, you're going to lose me a lot on this one. This is going to be Jill's. This is going to be Jill's for sure. So we go to Georgetown, and that's where we see um, Chris McNeil. So she's that she's the actress. Mama. She's the mom. Yeah. Yep. And she's laying in bed, and she's, like, writing in a journal. Th- or, like, she's writing in, like, a playbook. It looks like she's taking notes on Oh, that's right. Something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks like she's writing in a diary, only she yeah. had a cig in her mouth. She's yeah. like, dear diary, guess who I have a crush on? Like, writing. <laughs> I don't know what she's writing. But she hears noises. I played with Reagan today. It was fun. <laughs> I love my daughter. <laughs> Last night I dreamt about marshmallows <laughs> um, <laughs> and rats in the attic. Uh, oh, God. Because that's what she thinks she hears, yes. right? So she goes, um, like walks out and like hears scratching noises up above her. Yeah. And then she's kind of a betch to the help about it. She's like. The next morning, she's like, Carl, there are rats in the attic. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, it's clean up there. And she's like, well, then we have clean fucking rats, Carl. Like, she's kind of a dick. Yeah, she's kind of a bitch throughout <laughs> the entire thing, honestly. She is. She's she like is. A, a go-getter. See, I skipped that whole part, I guess. Uh, I just immediately went to movie set time. Uh, Well, yeah, but that's not, I mean, that's not terribly, that's, that, that's yeah. where we go, yeah. you know? So I just wanted to make sure everyone knows that Chris is kind of a bitch. She is kind she's of a gonna bitch. She's going to get the job done when she needs to. Even if it's just delivering her lines. So, and being a mother, I guess. Yeah. So, we do um, find out she's an actress. Yeah. We go to work with her. Yeah, we do go to work with her. And uh, can I just say, so like she comes out of the trailer or whatever and she's talking about her lines or something mm-hmm. to the director. Burke. I don't know. Something you have. That guy. Oh, that's who Burke is. Burke okay. Dennings. Yeah. I t- Man, <laughs> I was not with it on this one. I did not. I'm not. I didn't have my A game. I did not have my A game on this one. Um, but yeah, so she's talking to the director. They're having a good old time. Can I just talk about how, like, as she starts to like walk away, um, uh, Father, what's his name? Damian Karras. Yes, he's in the he's in the he's crowd. In, watching. He's in the crowd, and he's like all like watching her and smiling and stuff. And then all of a sudden, he's not so smiley. Yeah. Do you notice that? He just all of a sudden gets really serious. Yeah. I don't know if it was like he was just like caught up in the it's vibe like of giggly, fun. And then all of a sudden he's like, no, no, not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He used up all his happy I in guess. that moment. <laughs> like, I guess so. He has like a quota and he hit it right that Is moment. Is anyone looking? Oh, good. I can make my face back to normal. I can I can be normal and like <laughs> sullen now. Intense looking. Yeah. And then we see Chris walking home. Right. Yeah. She's like, but here's what I love. I love how. The, the main theme of the movie, the tubular bells yes. music starts to play, right? When she walks home after filming. And it's just, you feel like chilly watching it. Oh, yeah. And you see the kids going away. Like, you see kids eventually while she's walking and they're dressed in Halloween mm-hmm. costumes. So you can, yep. it's like, mm, it smells crispy in here. Like, yeah. I want a PSL and uh, to fucking see Michael Myers right now. Yes. Like, but with the Exorcist music. Yeah. I just want a big combo of oh, all my favorite nice. things. That would be nice. I like it. 
What I didn't care for in that scene <laughs> was Chris is basically like telling her driver. She's like, no, I'll walk home. But no, you can't take the rest of the evening off. I need you to take my bag home, please. She gives. She is an asshole. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to walk, but take this with you. So thank you. She's an asshole. Speaking of tubular bells. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to get my sources. I just got reminded because according to filmsite.org, the recognizable open opening instrumental tune titled Tubular Bells yeah. by Mo- Mike Oldfield eventually became a number one single on the Billboard charts and the first big seller for Virgin Records. Really? Isn't that funny? That is kind of funny because it's creepy as fuck. It is. People are like, I really want to. They like put it on in the boudoir. They're like, you be Reagan tonight. I'll be Father Karras. Ew. That's just in my world. Yeah. I have to tell you my sources real quick because I will forget. Yeah. IMDB, ew.com, <laughs> oddthingsivesseen.com, filmsite.org I just mentioned, insider.com, and thelineup.com. Nice. Settle in, baby. And then we meet Reagan. And then we meet sweet little Reagan. Who loves horses. Loves horses. I have to say that, <clears throat> so yeah, it's funny that you say mama's home. We meet Reagan because that's literally what I typed. Um, I have to say this is like one of one of my favorite. It's not my favorite scene, mm-hmm. but it's one of my favorite scenes is when she when we do first meet uh, the assistant and Reagan and uh, all together. Sharon. Sharon. Yeah. It is the most genuine, true. Like you feel like you're just watching somebody have an honest to god conversation. Yes. Like it's just and how how Reagan's like, oh, but mom, you should have seen him. He was so beautiful. He was all gray. When can we get a horse? And just how like it. She's just like so sweet and so quiet. There is no acting there. I feel like they were just having a conversation. It. I had yes. I totally said the same thing because it just feels authentic very authentic and I like to and I mentioned it that later because there's a conversation coming up with Reagan and Chris and you can't even like hear them clearly the whole time yeah it's like they're talking like in you know nighttime voices getting yeah. ready for bed and like yeah. you know it does you just feel close yeah mm-hmm. it's it very does, warm it, it, it instantly sets that tone I love yeah. that they have a good relationship though they totally which do. makes me happy because we don't see that in these movies very often no, and I would never like her again like I do at this point if no, I were her mother. No, no, like, no, I can't no, trust no. that you won't get creepy again. Yeah, I'm not sure. But that cookie stealing scene. It's so cute. It does set the like toothache sweetness tone. Yep, yep. With Reagan. Super cute. Yep. She is, I think she's adorable. Can I tell you something about her? Apparently, Linda Blair walked in for a shot at the part without having an audition. Her mom took her. Yeah. Right? And Friedkin was obviously concerned <laughs> That he would have, you know, that they would have issues casting the part. Therefore, not even just I could not even tell you. I why. don't know why. I mean, anybody not even at all. Get an eight year old in there. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> they would have been like, I'll do it. They're little shitheads. Just teasing. Just have Danny from The Shining. He didn't even know he was in a horror movie. <laughs> he no, I don't blame him. Oh, but Danny, <laughs> little guy. Oh, man. Um. So obviously, they were there were concerns there that you know if we can't cast the part right. We may not even be able to make the freaking film. Right. According to him, the meeting with Linda began with him asking her, do you know what the story's about? And yeah. Linda explained she had read the novel and point blank. How just, old was she? Um, She was around the 12 same, or 13. Yeah, probably. she was Reagan's age. <gasps> mm-hmm. Holy shit. She said, I've read the book and point blank described some of the, quote, bad stuff that Reagan does in the film while possessed. 
while Linda's mom sat nearby smiling. Now, I'll share more about that later. Oh. But I just wanted you to know, they they must have auditioned like 2,500 people. Oh, sure. And Linda Blair's mom was just like, let's stroll on in and see what happens. And then, oh, I just call him father. Yeah. I know there's multiples at one point, but um, father Kras, Kraus, Karis? Karis, oh my God, <laughs> I quit. Father Karis. Allison Kraus, who <laughs> sings that one song from Dawson's Creek. Uh, is that what no that's Paula Cole <laughs> I don't know why I know all these names I don't even know what I wore yesterday I can't remember but I know like <laughs> like I don't want to wait everyone just turned off the podcast so are you talking perhaps about commuting with Karis <laughs> yes commuting with Karis um, yeah. he's, going to vis- he's going to visit his mom and go home yeah we see him in a subway in, in like route. an actual physical like so not where you get sandwiches. You said in a subway, and I, I immediately thought of the restaurant. I was so confused. I'm like, where could she possibly? Oh, uh, foot long. Got it. Yes, got, got it. it. Yep. No, he's where there's hobos. Yes. Well, there could be those outside of subways, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Asking for your bag of chips <laughs> or your pickle or something, whatever. Uh, but yeah, uh-huh. so there's a guy in the subway yeah. that gets his attention and is like, "Can you help, a f- or, uh, Father? Can you help? Uh, can you help me, please? I'm a, I'm a Catholic." He was like, he "Can says, you help an old altar boy, Father? Yes. I was, I'm a Catholic." Yes, terrifying. Yeah, don't no talk thanks. to strangers. Yeah, don't do it. Stranger danger. And then yeah, we get to meet Karis's, you know, Father Damien Karis's mummy. Yeah. And she calls him Dimmy. Yeah, and she's cute. She is cute. She's super cute. He tends to her wounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of gross, but it's okay. Guess what? Guess who was up for the part of Father Karras? If you say Sylvester Stallone, I will never <laughs> stop laughing because I think he looks kind of like Rocky. Slice. Except bone. better looking. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> wait, don't tell me. Don't tell me. The next option is John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> he he like disco dances in. <laughs> it's kind of that time frame though. I feel like that was like the seven like they, they were very he kind of reminds me of a cross between Rocky and yeah. John Travolta when John Travolta was in Saturday Night Fever. Mm-hmm. When he's at home. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Um uh, his pants would be way different. Yeah, I know. He'd be all patterned and yeah, fun. His hair would be different too. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah. Well, neither of those people. Okay, who was it? Uh Jack Nicholson. Shut up. Swear to G. So he was up for the part. I can't part. picture it, though. Nope. No. Um, Jason Miller obviously <laughs> landed the role. Uh, William Freakin thought that <laughs> fits the bill. Jack Nicholson uh, was too unholy to play a priest. <laughs> Word. <laughs> I couldn't picture it. He would be more intense than Reagan. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. and we, that's our man. So I can say whatever I want about him. Mm-hmm. But, like, he would be way too intense. He yeah. would be screaming back at her at the same time in her face she'd throw up he'd throw up as well he'd be like oh you said my mother sucks cocks in hell well yours just did mine in the hallway <laughs> so and then um we get to explore the home a little bit more reagan's got quite the playroom to hang out in. yeah down in the basement mm-hmm. um yeah she's totally playing down in the basement and, and mom finds a little something something She's got like arts and crafts and ping pong and a Ouija board. And just a random Ouija board just hanging out, just chilling in the house. And she's like, what's this? Totally. Um, I would like to call out to note the silly bird that Reagan made. 
there's a little like little context clue attached to oh, that I bird. I like the bird. Yeah, he's super cute. Yeah. But you'll notice he has like a weird stripey bill. Yeah. Well, that'll come in a, into play here. Oh, a little really? Bit. Mm-hmm. I never noticed. Totes. Oh, I'll tell you. Okay. I'm excited. Um. Huh. So, yeah, meet Captain Howdy. Yeah, he's introduced. Kind of. Sort of. I mean, we, <laughs> we don't actually get to meet him. Exactly. Thank the G. Thank the, thank the, thank God. You can say it. Thank God. We don't get to meet uh, Captain Howdy because, you know, there's never, nothing good ever comes from any child saying, do you want to meet my imaginary friend that I talked to through this, this spirit board? <laughs> no one. No one wants that. I actually never picked up on this until... This time watching the movie. Okay. That Chris seems, well. She's a bitch. It's a, (laughs) when it comes to rats and things. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, So it's alluded to that Reagan may have made up Captain Howdy as an imaginary friend as like a, an outreach of wanting love and to talk to her father because yeah. her Chris's estranged husband, Reagan's father, is named Howard. Oh, I didn't know that. In a in a I did, not that I didn't know. I didn't pay attention. Well, in a scene coming up, and this is what I never noticed before, but like in a scene um that's coming up, there's a magazine that Reagan and Chris are on the cover of. Uh-huh. And the caption is like the night Howard walked out on them. It's like oh. a tabloid magazine. Then we go and hang out with Karis a little bit more. We do. He's wetting his whistle with another priest. And I said, priests that smoke and drink? They're letting their rosary beads down. I guess. <laughs> I didn't know that, that they did that. They're getting wild. Is that like it. a thing? Yeah. Did, oh, well. Totally. I guess in my mind, I'm just like, everybody's, all these priests and these nuns are all holier than now. Speaking of priesthood, though, yeah. Karis wants out. Because yes. he's lost his faith. He's like, I just don't think I care anymore. Yeah, I don't care us at all. I, I, don't, I don't care us at all either. <laughs> yeah. Don't blame you there, Father. Reagan reports a nighttime disturbance. Um, yeah. Because Chris, well, I'm getting ahead sort of. Chris gives the telephone operator the business because... Yeah, she's fucking pissed. <laughs> she is pissed. And she pisses me off. She's pissed at Howard because Howard didn't call on Reagan's birthday. Right. And she's screaming at her. And I was I was like, that's really awkward because Reagan can hear you bad mouth yeah. the hub, you know, the hubs, the soon to not be. Yeah. And is like, he doesn't give a and shit. And the operator. Yeah, the operator. It's not his fault or his, her, whatever yeah. operator. It's not their fault that Howard is a deadbeat dad. Yeah. And he's not answering his phone at the hotel where he's probably just off holidaying. You know what he's probably doing? He's probably out getting a chicken dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's on. just, no, honey, he's just probably out getting that chicken dinner. He's probably getting a William fried chicken dinner. <laughs> That's when we find the scene where yes. he does call in the night. Chris wakes up in like the sexiest of by yourself sleepwear. Right. Like she's wearing like a negligee. She, right? I was like, oh, you fancy. She does look a little, little hot mama. She does. Yeah. And then she rolls over and see, and is like, Reagan you doing in here <laughs> why are you in my bed go back to bed yeah well and according to reagan apparently her bed is like suddenly a hotel room bed with a quarter slot i was just gonna say it's just shaking like, that sounds nice do you want to go sleep in your bed reagan because mommy could use a little little massage she gives her like a roll of quarters <laughs> go enjoy go wild with it oh shit yes back to little roland joe okay okay Apparently, he began experiencing frightening night terrors during which he'd gain incredible strength, 
distort his body and talk as if, as if he was possessed by a demon, all of which was validated by multiple witnesses. So kind of following. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. That's Setting terrifying. the stage for rags. For ragdoll here. So then Chris investigates the attic. She is nearly set ablaze by that candle she's walking around with. Oh my God, with. I know. I thought she'd be wearing like a sleeping hat and it... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like a long night. <laughs> like, like a, like, I don't know, Scrooge McDuck. I think up. I bring it up all the time. I just picture her being like, what's up here? <laughs> it's a lantern. Oh, you killed me on sleeping cap. I'm going to start. I'm going to bring those back. I'm going to wear one. Yeah, let's do it. What was the purpose? Just to keep your head warm? Yeah, because no one had any fucking heat. And I that's, guess. You but know? why was it so long? <laughs> That candle does a little backdraft action at her Ooh. face. And yeah. I was thinking, too, like, holy luck. She would have been spending a lot more time in the makeup trailer the next day putting on eyebrows. Oh, my God. Had that been yes. closer to her. Ew, and she'd smell bad because of all the hair that blew off of her. Very singy. Yeah. So Carl's like, see, told you no rats, bitch. And then he, like, goes back down. <laughs> She's like, um. Love that. Thanks so much. So then let's go to church. Oh, let's not and say we did. Put on your Sunday best. Oh, my God. Just poor dude. Just trying to carry some flowers into the goddamn church. Beautiful. As I say, goddamn. I know. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Beautiful flower arrangements for an upcoming. They are very pretty. Mass of sorts. Oh, yeah. So Ooh. that let's state the obvious. Disturbing. <laughs> that Virgin Mary looks a little more. It looks different than last time we saw her. Um, she's she's got a wiener. She has a little wiener. So did you she's notice? A bloody. Did you notice that the dick they slapped on that statue? It's the same pattern as the bird beak that no, Reagan made. I didn't. I probably shouldn't have said that. That yet. was such. That was such Spoiler. a. That was <laughs> that was such a uh, a Moira that I just did. I didn't. And we go to. Reagan's are you cray checkup appointment oh I had I had the bougie the bougie shindig first Mm-mm. she goes to the doctor first she goes to the doctor a lot I know she goes to the doctor a lot but <laughs> I I thought that she just wasn't feeling good no they oh. take her they take she takes because uh at that point she's experiencing those bed tremors and Chris is like what's going on with her that's right that's right that's right so they take her for like a wellness check and like to talk to her about what she's feeling and stuff like that and oh that's I know it's gonna happen it all begins well enough yeah then things get a little strange yeah just screaming well I just remember her screaming bloody murder and calling the doctor a cocksucker that's not yet oh so this one she um she sees she's laying on like a you know, a, a, a hospital bed. And she's kind of looking like a little lethargic, just kind of staring off in the distance. Yeah. And we see one of the first flashes of the demon face. Oh, that's right. And then she starts acting real weird, like with the doctors and nurses. Because at yeah. first she's cool. You know, they take her blood and the yeah. nurse is like, that wasn't so bad, was it? And she's like, no. And she like smiles and she yeah. seems all cute. She's got pigtails that look horrifying after a few minutes because you're like, wait a minute. You're not adorable anymore. <laughs> not cute. Because she starts acting real like, yeah. And she's real out of it and real goofy. Well, then the doctor comes into the office, you know, where Chris is waiting yeah. to like get the verdict. Is my daughter a nut job or what's going on? Yeah. And the doctor's like, she's got some interesting off camera vocab happening with me. Oh. So 
he basically tells Chris, like asks her, is your daughter ever known to use profanity? And Chris was is like, I? I don't know, but I don't know, dude. <laughs> Where was I during this part? So she, he's like, does your daughter ever use profanity? And she's like, no, never, literally. You yeah. know, have you met her normally ever? She's the cutest. She's adorable. And she likes horses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's like, um, well, your equestrian tends to use, she let out a, a long string of expletives, basically. When he was examining her, she told him to keep his GD fingers away from her. See you next Tuesday. <sighs> Only he doesn't like say it. Well, like, where was I? I don't know. What happened? I can't tell you where you were. Okay. Well, (laughs) interesting. But Chris O'Neill is like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, that's a little out of the ord. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ordinary for Reagan here. It's not normal for my baby. And then he is basically like, I'll end it with this. I'm going to recommend filling the prescription of Ridlin that I wrote for you, you know, for her. Yeah. I also recommend you don't take her to the dinner party you were invited to at the White House, just in case her language is feeling colorful that day, too. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. He just thinks she needs Ridlin. So he gives her a prescription. And so Chris is like, okay, uh, it'll calm her down. You yeah. know what I mean? So that That's great. And then we get um, Dimmy goes to visit his mom. She's at like the most depressing, most prisony looking place ever. Yeah, she's, wait, where am I at? She's in like uh, a hospital because he, you know what I mean? She couldn't live by herself anymore and it's the worst yeah. place. And he, Damien goes and visits there and yeah, it's very sad. It reminds just, me very much of Asylum. It, 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 I thought that when I saw yeah. it too. I was like, damn, this is reminiscent. And like he's just left with. A horrible feeling of guilt. She doesn't want to talk to him. She's sad. Yeah. She's mad at him for putting her there. Well, that's a really awful place. It's horrid. Yeah. And she's like, don't even, like, he won't even, she won't even look at him. So he's just guilt ridden and, and yeah. leaves. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we see Chris throwing one hell of an order. Yeah, I, I just skipped a whole bunch of stuff, I guess. I apologize. But I'm glad that you were on, on top of it because I clearly wasn't. <laughs> um, yes, but then the the bougie shindig at the at the McNeil's. Very dude. Yeah. Everyone's invited. Everybody. Chris is drunk. Priests included. Chris is drunk director Burke. Yep. Priest and an astronaut all walk into Chris McNeil's <laughs> piano party. <laughs> yeah, I, haven't, I, I haven't thought of the punchline yet. Yeah. Reagan. They, Reagan forgets where the bathroom is. Reagan does stuff to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, that is really we- like, so we see like Chris is talking, you know, she's partying mm-hmm. it up. Burke is like a uh, anti, I don't know what his deal is. He's calling the one guy a Nazi. Burke is like, yeah, he's all over the place. Messing with Carl because he's don't, hammered. Don't, like they, always. don't they get into like, there's an altercation in the kitchen. Yeah. Burke like yeah. stirs shit up. Yep. It's like, oh, well, what house party doesn't have one of those exactly. people at there it? There has to be one. <laughs> There's always one. One glass broken. Yep. So, yeah, they escort Burke out, and that's where the piano playing starts. Yep. And it's like the the leftovers of the party, right? Yep. You know, maybe munching on like a stale, I don't know, pig in a blanket or something, playing around the piano. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> clearly Reagan's tranquilizer. She's <laughs> like, um, off. so you're all going to die up there. She's inappropriate in a Miss Cleo fashion. But question. Yeah question when she says and um this is i just want to warn you you not the audience you this is totally left field (laughs) okay okay like literally just just popped into my mind yeah i know what she's really meaning when she says this but i just thought of this when she says you're all gonna die up there i know she means upstairs right 
No. Or is she talking to the astronaut? She's talking to the astronaut. Okay. She says you're going to die up there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Totally. Ugh. Way then, to bring down the mood. Yeah, just a smidge. And if that wasn't enough, then I'm going to pee on the carpet like a dog. She's going to bodily function in front of a crowd. Yes. Yeah. In her nighty. Big time. Ugh. So Chris is like, dudes, <laughs> pardon the party crasher here. She's, she's been ill. Yeah, she doesn't feel great. And then takes her, you know, and like, Puts her in a bath, and that's she's like, "Why'd you say that to that yeah. guy? Like that was a dickish move." <laughs> she like she's dunks like, her. Why? She's like, <laughs> she's like, "Mom, why did you sweep with that operator the you other day?" She like- she ha- she needs to make yeah. two seventy five an hour, just like the rest of us. She's like, "I get my temper from you, Mom." She's like, "It seems like you need baptized right now." <laughs> <laughs> drink, drink, in this drink. dirty bath water of yeah. yours, <laughs> right, right. So, I have a question. Okay. How many quarters did Reagan pump into that bed? <laughs> I said, holy shit. I, I said, if the bed comes a rockin', mama better get here quick. Dude, that yeah. was so crazy. It was pretty intense. Yeah, she definitely got it to was intense. prove that Reagan wasn't lying about yep. some of the stuff that she was experiencing, yep. right? Yep. I don't think that it was that moment. There's another moment in the film, and we'll talk about it, but like her, Reagan's back, or uh, Linda Blair's back was like seriously injured in one well, of the. you told me about one of the before. bed flail scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yep, not that one. I think I know which one it is. Yeah, I have a, a very good guess as to which one it probably was. It was like the most extreme sit-ups I've ever seen. Literally whiplashed <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> yes, that's in it. the bed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so yeah, that was intense. And so we see, you know, uh, the bed going wild. Chris jumps on it and is like, "What the fuck?" And it just keeps going. Yeah, it's the yep. only thing in that house having an earthquake. And then Damien, we found out at the party that from the one priest that Chris invited, yeah. that Damien's mom passed away. Yeah. And it's horrid. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what we see next then is like Damien drinking his grief away. You know right. what I mean? Right. And some really interesting dream imagery for Damien with like his mom when she was heading toward the stair- yeah. the subway stairs and super, stuff. Super, super creepy. And how he like yells for her and then she just turns around and just like walks away. Yeah. We learn of his, his loss and that sucks. And then we go where... Reagan's rude. She's super cranky. <laughs> Little cranky pants. That doctor suspects um, it's a lesion on her temporal lobe. Yeah, temporal lobe concerns. <laughs> Big time. Temporal lobe problems. Uh, potentially. Yeah. And the doctor says the problem isn't your daughter's bed. It's her brain. And then we get into the scary testing. Well, so... So I do have to say, too, though, that medicine in the 70s was, like, barbaric. Very barbaric. So. And it's the 70s. When they. (coughs) I read multiple times, and I'm sure it's in all of the sources that I already cited, that this was the part of the movie that freaked people out Um, to where they were fainting. Yes. Yeah. That it wasn't even, like, always the exorcism Mm. stuff. It was this stuff. Because this is real stuff. It's intense. That's the problem. Definitely the most cringeworthy visuals in the movie for me, even though that stuff later definitely scares me. This is the creepiest movie. I mean, I can't even... And you feel for her because she's freaking like 12 years old and, and like, that's scary to me. Well, yeah, like it's she's wide awake, yeah. first of all, for all of it, every bit of it. And they're sticking needles in her throat and like numbing her and mm-hmm. then letting blood just gush everywhere out of her throat, but like taking it, but then like putting things down into her throat. 
it was very, very awful. And then the machines are super loud and obnoxious. Yeah. It's like, it's it's really, it is like super unnerving. And yeah. Like, fun fact about that. And it's not about the procedure itself because I'm not a medical doctor. I have no fucking clue what they were doing. I don't like they were just torturing, scaring her for fun. <laughs> but. Yes. Because <laughs> that's what doctors do. Yeah. So uh, all that aside, looking for a bit of realism. Friedkin used an actual neuropsychiatric surgeon and his team for the shoot. The surgeon's assistant is a named man, Paul Bateson, who was convicted of murdering and dismembering a man. Hold, please. I'm flipping my notes. Oh, your face. Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) He was convicted of murdering and dismembering a man, bagging and dumping the victim's body parts into the Hudson River in March of 1979. Bateson's victim was a film critic named Addison Verrill. Bateson claims to have been the person behind what were referred to as the bag murders, claiming that he killed multiple men for fun, as many as at least six between 1950, oops, I'm sorry, 1975 and 1977 in the Greenwich Village area of New York. There wasn't enough physical evidence to link him to all of those additional murders, but he did do time for the murder of Verrill. Bateson was released in 2004 after 24 years behind bars and apparently resides in upstate New York today. Then we go home. Yes. Doctor, well, the doctor says she should see a psychiatrist. Yes. Chris is like, okay, I'll take that advice or something. Yeah. She's probably just taking all of She's Reagan's like, do whatever. She's <laughs> What does Reagan even do? Well, for people that need it. I, apparently, at least according to the doctor in this movie, that's where I learn all my medical facts. It's from, <laughs> it's from The Exorcist. <laughs> yes. and that if you need Ritalin, it helps calm people who say, are over, to, yeah. overactive. Got you it. know what I mean? Yeah. But for Chris McNeil, it would probably just help her memorize a script in an hour. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, be it. Burke, I'm ready for my next close up, Mr. Dennings. So, <laughs> so she, so he's like, take her to a shrink. Uh-huh. Um, Chris heads home to some flickering kitchen lights. Then, you know, Chris is like, why the F is your window open, kid? Shouldn't say that to her. Tucks her back in like a normal. But at that point, I think I'd be like, is this just poltergeist activity because my daughter's about to have her first period or something? I feel ill equipped. Yeah, like, what's like, going what, on? What is happening? It is kind of <laughs> odd that, like, it's like, oh, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't handle it. <laughs> yeah, I just it didn't make sense. So then, um, Chris is pissed at Sharon. Yeah, because why'd you leave her? Yeah, by herself. Reagan's sick as s, yep. and you peaced out and left her in the house by herself. And Sharon's like, Mm-mm. she wasn't alone when I left. Mister, what Bur- do you mean, Mister Burke Dennings? came by for a stop and chat and he was going to stay and hang out with Reagan. So I could go get her some medicine. So we do uh, find out that Burke was there. Uh-huh. Not um, anymore. But there's a knock on the door. Chris answers and rumor has it Burke was ham dogged and biffed <laughs> down the largest flight of stairs. Yeah, the largest flight of stairs. It just so happened to be at the right underneath a window. And he died of a broken neck. Chris is obviously... Uh, inconsolable. You yeah, know, she's bombed. Rightfully so. She kind of was crying a little bit over dramatically against the door or the, goes, ah, against the wall. There. Yeah, I yeah, I never throw myself <laughs> at at the drywall whenever That's I'm crying. That's what they did in the seventies. They were just over. <laughs> she's like, I have to cry over here. <laughs> so yeah, she has a moment yeah. and um. I always dread. There goes my career. He's the only one that my life had made. 
damn it. That's what she's really crying about. Production's going to get put on hold. (laughs) I didn't like my wardrobe anyway. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, then I always. Oh, my God. Sorry, that was my knees that hurt so bad. Oh, shit. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I just always dread the scene where Chris hears that news because I know that something crazy is going to happen next. Yep. What's the next part? What? Did well, you I have, see this move? The I, movie? Have, I, I have, have, I have the the gnosis part. Oh, you saw a different version, didn't you? Oh shit! Well, listen. So let me explain something about what happened to me. Oh no! No wonder you and I are not on the same page with some of this stuff. Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> so wait. I know some scenes that I saw. I realized they may not be in the version you saw, but they're few and far between. So what happened? See what had happened was. So I, the first time that I went to go watch this movie, it was free on stars. And then I went to go watch it last night as I do. And it was no longer free. Oh, that's And the version that I was watching was the one that, on stars it says the version you've never seen or something crazy yeah yeah so that's when i started to watch it was uh. no longer free and i wasn't spending i just wasn't spending 16 dollars on a movie yeah i just that's too much for me regardless of the movie yeah so i rented it on apple apple tv and it's probably not it's probably just like the basic old basic basic you're not missing you're missing some things, but it's not like detrimental. Yeah, because I go like flickering lights off and on and then like the death thing happens like right after that, I think. Right. Yeah. And then and then like the coldness and all that stuff. And then I just had time for his hypnosis. OK, so, so what did I miss? Let me paint a picture for you. Next time, I guess we need to be on the same page of which ones we're watching. Well, I kind of worried that that would happen because yeah. I own it. And I also looked to see if it was streamable. And There's I not many choices. No. So I kind of figured maybe this. Would, but like right. I said, it's just really fucked up weird stuff that yeah. wasn't. You know. Oh, so I'll tell you about it. OK. OK. So after Chris hears Burke is dead. Yeah. And the guy leaves. They get, the guy that came to tell her. Yeah. Right. He pieces. Chris is standing there distraught and looks over at Sharon. And then she looks up at the staircase and has this terrified look on her face. And Reagan is that's the spider walk scene. That's what they call it. It's famous. Oh, how come that's not fair that they didn't do it in my version? Well, I'll tell you why. Oh, no. So do you know what I'm talking about? She yes. I've, I've seen I've seen I've seen clips of it. Okay. Damn it, I missed all the good stuff. That scene was played by a contortionist Mm -hmm. named Linda R. Hager, and there were wires involved, but she still was like creepy and grody when she did it, of course. Uh, The scene was originally omitted because Friedkin thought that it was too much too soon in the story. Mm -hmm. Plus, they couldn't remove the wires from the shots. So he added the scene back in for the release of the director's cut and the wires were digitally removed. The hypnosis is pretty intense. That escalates quickly. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I thought it was pretty damn creepy when she's just sitting there with her hand up like this Mm -hmm. also, which I thought was just strange. But she's sitting there and he's like, okay, um... Do you, do you want him to leave? Mm-hmm. Now she's like, yeah. And then he's like, or no, does she say sometimes? She, he asks her like a bunch of questions about the uh, the other, like what's, about what's who's inside who's of her. Who's inside and, of her and all that other stuff. Yeah. And he's like, is it Captain Howdy? Can I talk to Captain Howdy? And she's mm-hmm. whatever. And then whenever he just stops like talking to her and he's like, I'm talking to whoever's inside of Reagan now. I immediately got body chills and was like, 
what? Yeah. Don't say that, sir. Don't, mm-hmm. you don't want to say that. And she's just sitting there just like not moving. Yeah. Nope. And then her face changes yep. and she starts to kind of growl and like yep. snarl. And then she needs a little bit of a breath mint, I think. Yeah. She really bothers everybody. Yeah. yeah everybody's she like, everybody out. Yeah. Putrid, scary. Ooh. Um, and then she gets, <laughs> she gets a little grabby. Yeah, she does grab on some. She just she grabs that guy by the nards. Is what say she does. She wanted to go juggling. <laughs> I don't know. She attacks that doctor, jumps right on him. They yep. have to restrain her. It's yep. all crazy and screamy, and her she has like a layery scream. Yeah, like, like a girl, a guy, yeah. an older woman. Like she's got a lot of stuff going on there. She does. Um, I do have to say though, like Mrs. McNeil, I understand you're frustrated. I know you're scared, but can you? Just get it together for a minute. How she just stands in the corner and she's like, ah. <laughs> what, you mean me in that position? I mean, I mean, I would be scared too, but like screaming for no reason. Like, not that there's no reason, but screaming in that moment is not going to help things. <laughs> it's not going to make it any better. I wouldn't, I mean, I I don't know. Maybe I'd scream. I don't know. I don't you know what I would do. scream when you're startled. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Very true. So do you. Just, I'm not the one saying I wouldn't <laughs> scratch. I'm like, I would shit my pants right in front of I'd everyone. I'd probably actually just run away and be like, she's on her own now. Now I'm peeing on the carpet. Like, what are <laughs> yes. we going to do about this? Burn now it's the my place, turn. Burn the place down. Oh, man. Um, so Damien, then we get get the fuck out of that house. Let's get out for yeah, a little bit. Yeah, let's just go. <laughs> let's catch a, jo- a jog, a yog, if we will. <laughs> a yog. I need some fresh I air. I love yogging. I need no, fresh I Damien Karras air. Ugh. He's so cute. He's a well-rounded fella. He is well-rounded. <laughs> and he looks like Rocky in this scene. This is the scene where he looks like Rocky. Well, Lieutenant Kinderman tells him that. He's like, I, mm-hmm. I they told me I'd recognize you. You look like a boxer. Yeah. I love that. Because yeah. he is a boxer. Yeah. They show him boxing mm-hmm. also. Yep. <laughs> he boxes. He runs. He priests. I wonder. <laughs> he does it all. He is Rocky and what's his face? He's a triple threat. Oh, yeah. He, he dances his way into frame. <laughs> does he? <laughs> You really could make me believe anything. <laughs> I've made up all this. <laughs> now that I know you didn't see the version I saw, I'm going to make up so many scenes. People are going to get so angry, but they're like, wait, listen, guys, you don't even know what Joel made Colleen believe this week. The power of the Bee Gees compels you. <laughs> you should be dancing. You should be yeah. You should be, you should be exercising. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exercising. Anyways, and Reagan's floor is all lit up. Um, (laughs) So we see Lieutenant Kinderman, who I like that guy. Yeah, I like him. I like him. And he hangs out with uh, Father Karras. They're talking stories, meeting meeting up by the bleachers. Mm -hmm. And yeah, talking about he tells him about Burke. Yeah. He's like he then they start talking about like how they think maybe a cult was involved because of his head being spun around. Yeah. Oh, and then he talks to him about movies. He's like, hey, we just met. You want to go see a movie with me? And I always think that's really funny. Yeah. I like that guy a lot. He's like, no. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, "Mm, yeah, not really. Yeah. I just met you. (laughs) Yeah. You seem like We're you'll be friends. You seem like you'll be a talker while the, when the lights go out. You're going to ask it. me what's going on in the movie that I've also never seen. I can tell that's what you're going to do. <laughs> so oh, shit. Now Karis knows that Burke Dennings is dead and that it was weird. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of an interesting mm-hmm. scenario of a death there. Yeah. Uh, and then we see Reagan getting scarier. Least favorite scene. 
Oh, least favorite. Are you scene. talking about when they go back to the doctor? No, that's what I'm talking about. Oh well. Okay. Fuck. Um. <laughs> well, because she goes back to the doctor. I'm and glad I didn't say anything else because I would have skipped. I think there's a there's a little montage of like her behaviors and it makes my skin crawl. Oh, I do remember. I just didn't notate it, but you're talking about like at one point, like you see like the video and she's like, atta- yeah, she's like. Uh, to, she's like attached to the bed and the way that she's just like moving and shaking around it is it's it's scary it scares the crap out of me I've got huge goosebumps yeah, right now scary. Like, that's it's scary yeah one of yeah. the scariest scenes to me and uh, so and over it you're hearing doctors talk to Chris you know right. what I mean they're still trying to figure out what the hell's going wrong with Reagan right and how about that there's a whole conference room of doctors that Chris could afford to pay I was like oh what yeah. a luxury. Yeah. And she's just like screaming at them yet again. Yeah. Yep. She's pissed. Yep. And then the doctors ask if she's heard of exorcism. Yeah. If it were me, though, honestly, I would just be like, can't you just send me home with enough cc's of something that I can inject to her to keep her knocked out for a yeah. week? Yeah. She is scary as shit. And, and I- she's <laughs> saying things that I've never even thought of in my own mind. She's beyond the point of me being able to leave her at a fire station. I need. <laughs> she's too old for I that need- shit and way too possessy. <laughs> I need to medicate this thing. <laughs> Chris takes her home. I wouldn't work for Chris anymore. No. Once that shit got scary, they're like carrying her into the yeah. how. Ew. Poor Carl. I know. I know. <laughs> I feel He's, for Carl. I, feel, I feel for Carl and I feel for Sharon. Sharon too. Yeah. I feel for all of them. Yeah. Carl gets yelled at. They all do, really. They get yelled at Sharon by Sharon gets yelled at. And scared by Reagan. Yeah. Like, the whole time. That's just their job now. Thank she you. probably pays them like $10 a month. It was probably a lot back then. <laughs> we look it up. It's like, no, guys, they got paid more than that. 70s weren't the, the 1800s. Help. I know, right? <laughs> she pays I'm them. like, I said barbaric in my notes at one point. Like, the 70s were so terrible. <laughs> she pays them with, like, pee pods. I don't know. What are they? <laughs> pee pods. What the fuck I don't is know. That? I was trying to think of, like, what would you pay people in? Off the top of my head. Money. <laughs> pee pods. Gold coins, like from so. Your- what do they pay people back in the seventies? Peapods <laughs> in the seventies. <70s. laughs> Even better. That's why I was laughing so hard. I'm like, what is she smoking over there? Peapods. Peapods. <laughs> like, where is she getting peapods in the seventies? I get it now. Eighteen hundreds. They probably paid them in straw, not just a pod. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> um. <laughs> And a currency. I can't. <laughs> Peapod currencies. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I'll give you five Peapods for that. <laughs> for that. For your time, Carl, and putting up the rat traps in the attic. You got to earn your Peapods around here. <laughs> I, can't I can't breathe. Oh, my God. So, oh, abs are tomorrow. Don't make me laugh. Stop it. My abs are never, so I have to laugh right now. <laughs> that's, a, that's what I'm saying. You're giving me like a pre-workout. We're all getting exercised. We exercise. Exercise. I can't believe we haven't said that yet. I know. It's coming. It's coming a lot. <laughs> so um, a lot of things coming. There's a crucifix hidden under uh, Reagan's uh, pillow. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And Chris is like, what the fuck? Because they're not a religious household. Right. So, so she's like, who put this under Reagan's pillow? She's like, uh, Carl, excuse me. I pay she- you. I paid you four Peapods today. <laughs> of course she goes to Carl. She's like, excuse me. Why now, did you do that? What if she? W- he was like, I didn't do it. But there's like a trail of peas. <laughs> <laughs> Carl. Busted. He's Carl like, and your Peapods. 
He's like, shoot. Gotta He's fix- like, it was Sharon's. And she's like, I didn't get paid today. I put my, actually, I ate mine. <laughs> Check balance. I was hungry. My pods were empty. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the equivalent. Why is it so funny? I think it's because you, just, I think it's just the word, peapod. <laughs> Not peas. Nothing else. Just <laughs> remember when earlier in the movie when Reagan peapotted all over the floor? <laughs> Yeah, I'm so sweaty. Uh, I'm so sweaty too. Ah, uh, my eyes are watering. I can't breathe. Come fan me with a palm. I, uh, I have to go find one. I'll get that tea towel over there. Don't use that aloe. <laughs> aloe everywhere. Oh, God, could you imagine? <laughs> it's just so drippy. Oh my God! All right, that was good. Damn it! That was that that little laugh session was just as good as <laughs> love wins. <laughs> That was my favorite. That was <gasps> this my, might be right now my second favorite. That was my favorite moment oh, ever. What did they pay them with? People. And then, but then we've got tea time with Chris and Kinderman. Kinderman swings by. And he. Oh, he does swing yeah. by before. Yeah. Hmm. Before other things occur. Mm-hmm. So Kinderman has a theory. And I think he's headed in the right direction. I. I zoned out on this part. Okay. I'm all awful. the big, all I'm the, gro- all I the know. grown up parts. I know. I'm awful. Kinderman talks to Chris and is like, so he's basically just there to further investigate Burke's death. Yeah. And he had heard or he knew that he, um, Burke had been at the house that night. Mm-hmm. So he's interviewing Chris. Uh, or I think, that, oh, I, think or I, I think because of the proximity of mm-hmm. his, where he died on those stairs, that's yeah. why he went knocking. He yeah. didn't know automatically he had been there. But anyway, so they're having a co- you know a little a little tea time talking it over, and Kinderman's alluding to like there must have been something that happened. Yeah, you know, like his head wouldn't have just he wouldn't have died Spun that way. Around. Yeah, I think it it's interesting sense. that. You know, your daughter was here alone with them. And when she's better, I'd like to ask her some questions. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, yeah, you do. It's mm-hmm. private dick in his way all over yeah. Georgetown. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to go to movies and stuff. <laughs> yeah. What if he had asked her? She's like, um, I'm in them. I don't go to them. <laughs> yeah. If you want to go see mine, just don't ask questions because I don't know. I just read the lines. I like when he asks for the autograph and he's like, it's for my daughter. Yeah. And she writes it and or goes to write it. And she's like, how do you spell her name? And he's like. I lied. It's for me. It's, yeah, I thought that was cute. I was like, that, that was cute. I like him. Um, then we get religious. Mm, no, we don't. The other crucifix scene. Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. Least favorite scene. This is my least favorite scene. Favorite scene. Least favorite. <laughs> a lot happening here. Flying objects. Look. Looks like the poltergeist bedroom for a minute. It does. It does. Mm. Um, the mm. most inappropriate implied penetration in the world i can't i can't even talk about it and i I, as a female Mm -hmm. i can't even imagine i can't and there's a fabulous impression of burke dennings so the scene if i if this makes you feel any better Uh, the scene is way lengthier gorier more vulgar in the book it is ridiculous oh jesus hardcore so this is like a boiled down version of it yeah, it it was just very uh very intense. A lot of bad things were said. That scene is the only like the thing of all of my nightmares growing up. It's just so mm. vulgar. Vulgar, vulgar, vulgar is the only way to describe it. So we have to. Yeah. Um Reagan is fear 
She's furious. She's furiously masturbating with a crucifix. Ugh. That's the most succinct way I can describe and, it. Yeah, that is a very good way to say it. That's the most appropriate way you could have said it. And there's a lot of... I can't... Well, she's destroying herself. Yep, and it's not good. And so Chris runs in and sees all the stuff flying around and then sees her <sighs> daughter attacking herself. And then Reagan makes Chris G downtown on her for like a second and is screaming and yelling at her mother and giving her all these terrible directions of things in a really scary, terrifying voice. Yep. Right? We'll get to that too. Um, And so then... Uh, there's a little scuffle, right? Reagan slaps the shit out of Chris. Yeah. So it gets violent too. Yeah. And really scary. And and very like things are moving on their own. The door slams, a yep. door jams against, or I'm sorry, the door slams and a chair jams against it. Yep. So Sharon can't run in and help or <clears throat> right. just see the horrific scene that's occurring in there. Right. A dresser moves toward Chris. Oh, by the way, another back injury. Chris McNeil, whenever um, Ellen Burstyn in that scene is yanked backward when Reagan hits her, the crew yanked her and permanently damaged her spine. So when she hits the ground and screams, it's like genuine Like, ouch, that fucking hurts. Mm -hmm. And then that dresser moves at her. Yep. Right? And then we see Reagan's head spin almost all the way around 180. Yeah. Right? Right? Is that right? Um, yes, because yeah. 360 would be the whole way whole back way. around. Yeah. I always get it screwed up. So, yes, well, Reagan didn't execute it perfectly. <laughs> she did, yeah. She did a full 180. And then she talks like Burke at Chris McNeil. Oh, is that who she's supposed to be then? Yes. Ew. He's, she says, do you know what she did? Your cunting daughter? <gasps> that's Burke saying that. And that's his voice. Oh, and that's why the head spins around. Yeah. Oh, my God. I oh. never knew that. Isn't that terrifying? I, I just got goosebumps from That's Reagan's body and, like, the demons in her confessing <clears throat> to Chris that she fucking killed him. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Awesome. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So, um, do you want some trivia? Yeah. Okay, it's not so bad. Um... You're like, do you want to know? A little palate cleanser here. So um, I didn't want to spoil this earlier, but when I was saying about how Linda Blair told William Friedkin, like, yeah, I know all about this story. Yeah. And here, I'll tell you about these, you know, scenes and all that jazz. Well, the cruci- the crucifix masturbation scene was one of the ones that Reagan, or uh, <laughs> that Linda brought up to him. She oh, was yeah? like, yeah, I know that she does that, um, you know, during the like on the spot audition. Yeah. And she mm-hmm. said uh, she knew that that scene happens. And Friedkin asked Linda Blair, he was like, do you know what the word masturbate means? And she's like, yeah, it's like jerking off, right? And Friedkin was like, yes, do you know what that means, though? And uh, Linda Blair replied, yeah, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) And Friedkin was like, "Uh, okay, you're cast. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you're You're in. You're in, dude. And he said about Mm. casting Blair, she was the only one of all the young girls I felt I – she was the only one of all the young girls I felt would not be destroyed by this experience. Aww. Yeah. Because she was just so well adjusted. I mean, yeah. She she sounds like she was like, yeah, we can just do this. Yeah. She was like an insanely mature professional human and was like, I got this. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just a story. I'll Oof. do it. However, I do think she was like traumatized by her makeup. I'm sure she was. She, seeing herself like that. Hell yeah. Yep. That would be creepy. I was totally. even creeped out by my own eyeballs whenever I was Pennywise. Yeah. I was yeah. creeped out. Definitely. And that wasn't even bad. Mm-hmm. My makeup was, that whole outfit was terrible. I did a bad job. 
Um, I don't think so. Oh, I, I missed I missed half of my outfit, by the way. Thank God no one else noticed, but I did. When oh. I came, when I went upstairs at the end of the night and it was like time for bed, uh, I had missed the collar. I never put it on. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had like the legging things that go up to your knees. Yeah. Never put those on. Oh. And there was parts to my arms that I never put on. Oh. I missed like 90% of the costume <laughs> that made me Pennywise other than the makeup. Oh. Ah, stupid. That's okay. okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Maybe next year. Oh, shit. So, yeah, that that's fun. Um, great scene. My favorite scene ever. Mm-mm. That is the scene, you know, I was... Everyone knows that scene. It's the best. Everyone knows that scene. So... You don't even have to watch that movie to know that you know that scene. Totally. Yeah. So then we talk... Um, Chris meets with Karis. Yeah. She is at wit's end. She's done. She's all <laughs> bruised. Yeah. Face all fucked up. Right? I wonder why. No clue. <laughs> Karis is like, that wasn't me with my boxing some, abilities. Some, some, no. <laughs> He's like, you got a shiner, Chris. <laughs> What's happening here? She's like, oh, I was just giving it a try. No, really, the, my daughter just beat the shit out of me. So. Thank God for makeup trailers. Yep. Um. So, yeah, she says, you know, she talks about, like, the rules of priesthood. And it's basically like, if you knew someone committed a murder, would you tell yeah. the police? And he's like, she, she's like, um, just asking for a friend. Uh, and also, too, <laughs> what about exorcism? <laughs> you know, like, do you like, do you, what do you think about all this stuff? <laughs> I'm tell taking me, tell me, a tell poll. Me. This is at random. So, you know, she, he basically says, you know, if, uh, that he would turn in someone if they didn't do it, if they didn't tell him that they murdered someone as an act of confession. Yeah. So, interesting conversation um, where Chris introduces herself to him and mm-hmm. they, they have a sig and then they part ways. Yep. Um, temporarily. Yeah. Because Karis makes a house call. A little heart to heart coming up. He's <laughs> heart to heart with That's the interesting. Father and demon. Yeah. So, Karis is like, I'll at least swing by and take a peek. Mm-hmm. Approaching Reagan's door makes me sweaty Every single time. Because you know it's not like, because when he's getting ready to go in, yeah. you know, and meet her, yeah. you know her condition hasn't improved. No. So it's like, oh, great. I can't wait to see how fucked up it is this time. Yeah, like, like what's she look like now? Is her head spun the whole way around? Is she laying oh. down? Is she sitting up? Is she looking at you? Is she not looking at you? Walks in and she's just laying in that bed. Ugh. Being so scary looking I already. I hate it. I hate it. And uh, with her impersonation, impersonation of the guy in the subway mm. so Karis isn't even looking at her and he's like can you help an old altar boy father I'm a Catholic like yeah. I die every time I yep. I'm like oh yeah, can creepy. you imagine being him and being like pardon <laughs> excuse me <laughs> you sound like my friendly neighborhood hobo is he dead as well inside <laughs> of you too I'm very confused how did yeah. you know that right <clears throat> um and so her terrifying voice, you know, tells Karis that she's the devil himself mm-hmm. and advises that they're kicking it with uh, Damien's mom. And that makes me really sad. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. Exactly. I, but it's I, I like to tell myself that it's just his way of fucking with him. I know. You know, it's just so sad. I know. <laughs> It's like the only time I've ever felt emotion. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> like ever in your life, no, ever in lifetime, ever. So then, Karis, I, if he wasn't hungry for pea soup when he got uh, there, he isn't now either. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so, nope. I wonder if those peas came from a pea pod. Oh, I never thought about that. <laughs> That's 
a lot of people's hard work. I and, just realized. And pay in people. Well, how else do you think that they paid for it in the 70s? <laughs> They're like, I'll give you my annual salary <laughs> so we can shoot this scene. <laughs> oh, my God. I just realized that this all came together. Okay. I didn't even think about that. I didn't either. Um, <laughs> I really didn't. It's art. It's how art gets created. Yes, it does. (laughs) So, yeah, artistic shot, um, very green. Mm. So she projectiles. Yeah. Like at Karis, right? Mm -hmm. Charming. Um, Wonderful. The scene where she did that only required one take, which was great for the sweater washing department. Yeah. Um, the vomit was intended to hit Jason Miller in the chest, but the plastic tubing misfired, hitting him in the face. Yeah. So his reaction of shock and disgust while wiping it away is totally genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Liked it. Yep. No, that was great. Not to talk too much. Did you want to hear about the voice? What voice? The lady, the woman that did the demon voices. This is, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Mercedes. Well, of course I want to know. Mercedes McCambridge. I was going to say, I definitely heard a lady in there. Yep. So she was the voice of... The devil, I mean, really, it's Pazuzu is the demon. Is that who the demon is? Mm-hmm. Is Pazuzu? They don't really call it by its Not name Bazzi in the movie. It wasn't Bazzlebubs. No, I love the Bazzlebubs. <laughs> I don't love him. I just love his name. I like to say his name all fucked up. Hail Bazzlebub. <laughs> um, but yes, no. So they, they don't really talk about it in the movie. No. But I think they do in like the sequels. They mention Pazuzu by name. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's been a long time since I've seen those. But... Uh, Mercedes McCambridge was the voice. Yeah. And to get the voice, the the raspy, gurgly, all the good stuff, right, yeah. of the, the voice and all, all the stuff that she dubbed. She swallowed raw eggs, <gasps> um, began smoking cigarettes again. She had quit. And she actually purposefully, she stepped off the wagon to film this movie. And so she started drinking booze. Um despite having been sober for some time because she knew that doing that was going to give her the gravelly. She was, I think it was whiskey. She was going to give her the gravelly, like, ew. Yeah. Mucusy. How many pee pods did they pay? (laughs) Because that's a lot of, that's a lot of, um, dedication. Yeah. To your body. Well, to hurt it at least. Yes. So she, um, at the time of taking on the role, she had been in recovery from alcoholism and found new life and faith of the church. Um, so she actually insisted on having a priest while she was in the recording studio at all times. Yeah. Um, because she knew. She was like, I'm getting off the wagon for this. Like, I'm go- I'm going into a really dark-ass place that I purposefully got out of. And yeah. And I'm going to do this. And she was also bound during her recording sessions. So her hands were tied while she dubbed the lines one at a time, all because Reagan was restrained during those scenes. So she yeah. did it for authenticity. Holy shit. Yeah. So all the noises, the wheezing and stuff. like It's all her. And I had read somewhere, too, that like all the stuff that she was ingesting to make herself sound that way, she was vomiting a lot, too. So you well, factor, yeah, if you're ingesting raw eggs. Right. You factor oh. all that in and you get like the most wicked sounding demon voice I've ever heard in my life. I've, and you can tell it's an old lady who's chain smoked, but with a more... Scary, yeah. devilly layer to it. I have a fun fact about something. What? It has nothing to do with this movie, but it does have to do with another movie that's scary. What? So do you know about uh, Jaws, the opening scene? The opening, opening scene. With the girl? With the girl. The girly? Do you, do you know the fun fact about how they did that scene when they recorded her? Was she underwater? 
she was in a bathtub. Oh. And they actually recorded her in a bathtub thrashing around in the bathtub so that like she was like genuinely like under the water and like gurgling Ooh. and like yeah. That sounds not fun. Mm-mm. Like let's waterboard you for the yeah. sake of but hey. Yeah, but she did that. Got I think that she actually I don't think it was I don't think that it was his choice. I think it was her choice. Wow, that's interesting. Meaning Steven. Jason Miller was a um, struggling alcoholic, too. In yeah. fact, he's in the third exorcist. Yeah. And they had Brad. Is it Brad Dora? No, he's Chucky. It could be him. I can't remember the name of the actor. The name of there's an actor in the exorcist three. And like, I think the only reason he was even in it was to play parts of Damien Karras's role in the third yeah. one because Jason Miller was so hammered all the time. He couldn't perform. Oh, no. So, yeah. See? I just can't do it's not worth it guys just don't do it it's not worth it you want to take a shot yeah (laughs) (laughs) so um and then we go to uh Damien's listening to Reagan's greatest hits did you see that part when he's like listening to a tape of how cute yeah and it's not cute Um, at all yeah it's terrifying yeah it's not cute whatsoever Mm -hmm. even whenever he hits the rewind button it's like it's like the whole thing, the whole situation is terrifying. It's so scary. Yeah, it is. Um, hate it. So hated it. Hated it. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, back into uh, Reagan's bedroom again. Mm-hmm. He visits another time. Yeah. Um, and her that yeah that voice just the scariest thing. Yep. No pea soup leftovers though. No, no, there wasn't another pea soup altercation. No, there was not. <laughs> nope. Nope, 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 nope. But Karis does talk with Chris, you yes. know, and he's like, I told Reagan I threw holy water on her, but it's tap water. Oh, yeah, that's right. And she like freaked out. Yeah. And it wasn't anything. That part like bothered me because I'm like, well, then why is she wriggling around? Is it because she knows that it's not real? I know. I was just thinking that. Like, I can't remember what that. Like, what's the purpose of it? Yeah. Like, like I understand what he was trying to do, but like, she still freaks out. She like he was trying to def- like defraud her you know what I mean or like whatever oh yeah I see so his he got what he wanted out of that to be like she's not really possessed because I told her it was that and you know what I mean like she reacted violently to not unholy water you know what I mean unholy water (laughs) but I think that that's probably just the demon probably already just knowing that it's not holy water and knowing that like if I fake this it'll seem like she's faking it that's true see that's true see what's his name not that these are the boys, okay? What's the demon's name that we're talking Bazuzu? about? Bazuzu? Bazuzu? <laughs> Counts and calm P. P. So. Big P. Uh, big P. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what we're just going to call him because I can't say it for some reason. Um, big P is just faking it. Mm-hmm. He's faking it till he can make it. He's already made it. I mean, let's be real. He's already possessed the poor girl. Yeah. But uh, he's just going to keep doing that to make sure, you know. That could that be. she looks fake. Well, and, and then they'll leave her alone and he can just. You know, continue his shits and gigs. Yeah. Um, well, Chris, in that meeting or like follow up then too with Karis, she talks about she's like he she killed Burke Dennings. Yeah. She like confesses it. She tells. So, I mean, he is a priest. So with all of her possessed brute strength, yep. she totally chucked him she out a window. She did it. <laughs> she did it. Pretty intense stuff. My sweet baby girl that stole a cookie at one point did it. Um, and then Damien heads out, but Sharon calls him. Mm-hmm. So we do see him go home. Like he's not there for a little bit. 
And then very short bit. Sharon comes is like come over to the house like now stat middle of the night. Yep. And they go to Reagan's bedroom and they Sharon like pulls up the her night shirt thingy Mm -hmm. and you see her stomach. Mm -hmm. And there's some she's a little bit of a frostbitey bump. Yeah, look, there's some happening. Braille written there. Yeah. Uh, but not so much. It says, help me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's Pretty awful. scary. Rolling dough. <laughs> Sounds like he's rolling some dough. <laughs> yeah, right. Like a baker. <laughs> um, allegedly, one night, he developed red welts on his back that formed the words go and St. Louis. His family moved there and eventually met some folks who helped their son's condition. But we'll hear a little bit more about that later. Oh. And then cue the fear, the terrifying strings music all over again. Like always, they have to just throw it in there. Of course they do. Because it's awesome. It is. It's terrifying. I have other stuff about added effects that are fun. But Yeah. Yeah. But isn't it time for... It's time. Well... No? Let me throw these in real fast. Okay. Because we're getting into like the best of the everything in the right. world. Right. So um, along with subliminal flashing of the demon that mm-hmm. we talked about earlier, periodically, you know, flickering throughout the movie. Um, that, by the way, was the premise for a teaser trailer on the movie. And it was only going to consist of the flashing of that face. And it was banned for being too scary. What? Yeah. So freaking used. It was like not. It wasn't that scary to me. I mean, it was scary. Yeah. But like, I wasn't like, oh, it was like considered too uh, disturbing for people. I was like, oh. interesting. OK. Um, It was the 70s. Yeah, right. Yeah. They're all BG and it out dancing on their. You should be dancing <laughs> instead of watching this scary trailer. So in addition to the flashing of the demon face, Friedkin used sound interestingly as well throughout the movie to invoke response out of the, uh, or reaction rather, out of the yeah. audience. So in the beginning, um, in some early sequences, he used the sound of bees in the background of the movie, which triggers an innate fear response in most people. You don't know why you're uncomfortable, but flight or, uh, fight or flight is telling you something dangerous is near. Oh, what? Isn't that cool? I didn't even notice it. He also Terrible. layered... No, but that's good. Like, you you wouldn't, though. You yeah. know what I mean? This is like little things that are in the background yeah. layers that are like just there to make you feel uneasy. So then he also layered um, disturbing indus- industrial sounds into the background of the demon scenes, yeah. subconsciously making um, the audience want to back away from what's going on. Oh, that's creepy. But you're right, though, because Father Marin's ears are a-burning. Yes. There's some priests talking about him. So they're basically saying an exorcism's due. Yes. They're, like, reviewing, you know, in a roundabout way, the the facts of the case. Uh Uh-huh. And they say Marin's totally the guy for the job, but he's done this for a long time. Yeah. He's had some rough ones. Yep. (laughs) He's had a go of it. Yeah. He's seen some shit. The last, <laughs> yes, of the demonic variety. Yes. And the last exorcism he did nearly destroyed him. Yep. That's why you need. What did the next scene remind you of? I'm hoping you remember what I'm talking about. You mean like the time, like now they're going to do what they need to do? Marin finding out that he's going to do the exorcism. Maybe this wasn't in your version. But it's like a teeny little scene and it made me laugh. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is The Conjuring because it's the most recent thing. 
but probably not. I'm guessing I didn't see it or I just missed it. So they decide they're like, yep, but he is the guy. Like, this might kill him, everybody, but let's like call him in. <laughs> so, <laughs> so a dude runs through the woods like in Jodie Foster in Silence of the Lambs to deliver a letter to Marin. <laughs> no, I didn't oh, see yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think so. It's like beckoning him to Georgetown. He's like, wait. God, he's fast. And like, he ch- <laughs> Marin's not so. running. He's walking slowly. But like the dude's like, I've been chasing you. So he <laughs> hands him this letter. And then also that we can just enjoy that delicious shot of Marin pulling up and getting out of the cab. Yeah. And he stands out in front of the house and it's all aglow. Yeah. It's the coolest fucking like sight in the whole world. Yeah, that is a cool scene. It's the best. That is a cool scene. Yeah, but I don't remember the delivery of the note. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, it wasn't. It, the, honestly, that's the only reason I remember it is because I was like, oh, you're like, it's kind of like uh, Clarice. The guy had to like climb over a rope bridge. He's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Marin takes the oddest walkabouts. Um, <laughs> no wonder so- he's so frail. He doesn't take the easy way at all. I hope you have your teeny pills with you. So- <laughs> Near compact. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we get that awesome silhouette. And yep. I guess, you know, he's there to save a young lady. Of course. And he walks in the house. And every time I watch this movie, I forget when he introduces himself and Reagan upstairs roars really loud. It's oh, yeah. piss out of <laughs> so it's like laughable like yeah last night when i watched it, i was eating ice cream <laughs> getting into it uh, i almost made a mess like it was bad <laughs> i i and then i was laughing so hard i'm like gets me every time every single time there's certain parts of this that i just i'm like i'm never yep. prepared nope um so that's super good and then the fellows prep for battle it's time for an exorcism <laughs> let's Exercise the demons. I would say us. Yeah. 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 There's definitely more than one in there. For sure, dude. It has to be. The bedroom was kept at like a super frigid temperature, so all the breath was, was real. I was going to ask uh-huh. if that was real or not. I was like, it has to be real. That's not digital. There's no way. You can always tell when breath is digitalized. Yep. Always. And they can't. They couldn't do it back then. No. So it was legit. And like Linda Blair's in a nighty. Oh. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's she, right. Like, Poor baby. hates being cold now. But I'm like, I, I hate being cold, too. Who likes being cold? But, I mean, <laughs> that just makes it that much. But for her, I think that what, what would be hard is that because you're genuinely cold, her character can't be cold, though. Yeah. Her character's not allowed to be cold. Right. Which also is kind of strange that, like, they come from hell. <laughs> yeah. So, like, shouldn't it be, like, super hot? <laughs> like, super hot? Like, well, did her giant window blow open again? Because it's crispy. Yeah, it's true. It's at least, I mean, we know it's November, at least, minimum. At least. This all started at October. Yeah, October 31st. Exactly on Halloween. Not in Haddonfield. No. Georgetown. Yes. Um... So, yeah, that's, that's intense, uh, the, the, the breathiness there. Yeah. Oh, and... At one point, they said that it started a light snow fell in the bedroom because of all the moisture in the air, <gasps> that it actually started to snow. Shut up. What? Yeah. They start the exorcism. Yeah. 
Oh no, that your mother sucks sucks seas in hell. It is such a hardcore line. It's such a hardcore line, and how he's like, "Shut up, you're not my mother." Dimmy screams. Dimmy's getting bummed. He screams. He's all upset. There's a little bed vibration at one point. At this point in the movie, I'm just always staring at it with like my mouth agape. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. I it just it's so good, and I even tried to like eat ice cream through it just to distract myself. Yeah. And I was like, nope. And I just ended up with like a bunch of melty ice cream because I was so sucked in. I looked at the dogs a couple times. Well, I was like, thank God it's in a carton and not on a cone. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going anywhere. We all know how I hate a, a mess. Um, But yeah, it's it's super scary. So she's like, you know, taunting them and like making like the worst of comments and yeah. facial expressions and doing all kinds of things with her snaky looking tongue. Wow. All kinds of things. Wow, wow, wow. A lot of... um implications there. yes you know? a lot of them and i just have to say priest zero demon is uh winning i would say so yeah at this point well yeah they get into a head rotation uh-huh. scene right uh-huh. so um yeah the head rotates yeah only so ridiculously haunting no big yeah. deal not nope. at all that was someone twisting a leather wallet is how they made the sound oh, yeah the sound is so gross it is gross it's nasty yeah um, so she, what? I just like my one note. <laughs> I said, I don't know if we're even to this part yet, but demon needs a little nap. Lots of work went into that. Oh, well, yeah, she levitates. Yes. Yeah. So she levitates first and they repeat the power of Christ compels you 14 times. 14. Yep. I was wondering, cause like at one point they're like really getting into it. And then as she starts to lower, they're like, okay, the power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. They get quieter and calmer and yeah but yeah she needs a little nappy nap well Karis is almost KO'd by her first yes she like that's so, I think that's where the priests are zero yeah came oh in. I gotcha that makes total sense yep yeah yeah, yeah so he's like buying because she levitate you know she's yeah. like laying on the bed with her arms out to her like out and then she breaks her ties mm-hmm. floats it up they float her back down. Right? <laughs> They're like, okay, no, no, we're going to do, you go this way. Gingerly, too. Yes. All evidence the rest of the movie says they would have just dropped her ass from the yeah, ceiling. Like, exactly. the demon's like, be careful. She's my vessel <laughs> for now. I Make sure she's fine. Yeah. Don't completely break her spine. I need her to be able to move and beat the shit out of Karis here real quick. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, then she does go into like that weird comatose state and she's yep. all tied up again. Not to the bed, but she's tied up her hands are tied together and stuff. Right. So she's pseudo restrained. Uh, eventually, P.S., by the way, um, eventually an exorcism was conducted on Roland Doe. The okay. Little, the little guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By Father William Bodern with a younger priest named William Halloran. What? I know, right? Shut up. Ah, I was so excited. Shut up. Little Dick Halloran. Oh. Fun fact. Also, uh, in regard to that, when The Exorcist was in early stages of production, Friedkin met with Reverend Robert J. Henley, the president of Georgetown, Uh who secretly passed him the old red folder with Halloran's diaries and other eyewitness accounts of the true life exorcism. What? That's creepy. Pretty cool. Fuck. Yeah, it's creepy. And then we get an exorcism intermission. 
Um, are you talking about uh, that the old priest isn't doing so hot? Yeah, he yeah. needs a break too, man. He does need a little nap. Needs to go take some teeny pills. He does he need needs. those pills. I, this part may get a little choppy for us because I know that the director's cut has a little bit more of a transitional feel in this part of the movie. Probably. It feels a little more choppy on the, the regular cut, I think. Yeah. Um, But I don't know how much of it is um, obvious. My notes just started to get a little bit less okay so it'll mostly be you and i'll just be here to support you <laughs> well you know father Marin's having uh, a breath mint uh <laughs> out of his compact <laughs> no i thought of that earlier uh dimmy <laughs> checks reagan's vitals yeah um, and uh-huh. and wigs out when he she impersonates his mom Yes. Because she starts saying, like, why'd you leave me, Demi? Mm-hmm. And he is like, you're not my mother. Yeah. And Marin's like, guess what, dude? You're getting the boot. You can't do this. Yeah. Because he can't disconnect you, from yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You know, so he Marin's yep. like, you can't be in here the rest of the time. This isn't going to go well if you are. Yeah. So Mar- uh, Damien's like, well, I'll go hang out with Chris McNeil then. I'll get her autograph and just <laughs> hang out. <laughs> Maybe try to get with her, but I'm a priest, so it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Well, they're like down there playing the piano. <laughs> oh, that's right. They are. Sing- what if they're just having a sing-along? Oh, wait. They are playing the piano? No, not at all. But what if you heard like a joyous... I hated everything you said so far in this fucking thing. I believed it all. Dude, one of these times, I'm just going to talk you into everything in an episode. And at the end, I'm going to ruin it like the Warrens and be like, guess what? <laughs> I'll be like, no. True love wins. <laughs> Like, there wasn't even any love story in this one. I'm like, but it wins, right? Yes, the devil loves Reagan. Um, <laughs> it's true love. <laughs> so, Damien goes downstairs and talks with Chris about how it's going upstairs. And Chris is like, is she going to die? Yeah. You know, it's really like, it's sad. Oh, I just got goosebumps. It yeah. It makes me sad. Um, and then we go back upstairs. Uh huh. And Marin has expired yeah he's on the floor he's yeah on the he's not doing too good yep and so oh, i hate whenever he opens i hate it what when timmy opens the door and sees i hate all of it Marin on the ground it's my least one of my second least favorite scenes. <laughs> <laughs> i have many yeah well, just because it scares me yeah well it's that so so you know karis Goes to give um, Marin, you know, the quintessential worst CPR ever that's in all yeah, movies. Yeah, just, just like cracks just onto his chest. his yeah. xiphoid process to bits. <laughs> 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 yeah. Definitely not what you learn on no. like CPR Annie or whatever the fuck her name is. They made me make out with her. Remember that? And Yes. You have to alcohol yeah. swab her and, and you're like. it tastes terrible. This tastes like Cheetos. Like <laughs> Cheetos? Cheetos well, is way better everyone than that. in the class had to do. Oh. And you know you got behind in line, like behind someone who had like Cheeto dust. That's true. So Karis is trying to resuscitate. Literally murder him back to, to life. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally what he's doing. Like an Evanescence song. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> so and reagan giggles on the bed about it and that scares the piss out of me the reason so scary the reason i don't like the scene when he first when when karis first opens the door 
The reason I hate it so much is that she's sitting up. She's no longer in the bed. Yeah. She's sitting up against the bed post with her back to the door, just sitting there. And then he goes over and like how you said, like she's just sitting up against the bedpost. Like I just hate that she's in a different position. Yeah. That's what I don't like. She's mobile. She's she's no longer tied down. Right. Ugh. Oh, it's so scary. Ugh. And she, yeah, she looks real weird, comatose and like just staring at yep. first. And then he, she starts to giggle when she, he realizes that Marin's dead. Yeah. And yeah. Karis gets a couple nice rights in on Reagan's face, dude. Yes. He is yes. a boxer. He is a boxer, of Punch, course. Punches that 12-year-old girl right in the, <laughs> right in the dome. <laughs> like twice. Yep. Um, and is scuffling on the ground and then screams at the demons, you know, at Reagan's face and is like, come into me. Take he me. He kind of plays, he kind of, he kind of does an Arnie. He pulls an Arnie. He does pull an He's Arnie. He's the original Arnie. Yeah. Yeah. The OG. And Karis's wish is granted. <laughs> And I just said, well, that took a turn. That <laughs> <I> did. <laughs> Real fast. He's possessed. Yeah. And you see Reagan out of it, like, crying and yep. being like, don't choke me now, priest. I don't yeah. know if I should trust you. Yeah. What the fuck? And then Karis just kind of ends it. Takes a flying leap. Yeah. Out the window. Doesn't even open that bitch. No, just jumps right through. Just jumps right out. He's like, well, I know how this went for the last guy. So <laughs> I think that I I think I can do this. Imitation. Yeah. Sincerest form of flattery. Yeah. <laughs> He's I like, think I got this. I loved all your work for Kenny. <laughs> um, so he does. Oh, chuck him, chucks himself out of the window. Yep. Down the steps. Presumably to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and... The priest that comes to him yeah. at the at the bottom of the stairs and like reads him his re- last whatever you call that last rites or something like no, that. last last you no know, right. he asks yeah. if he wants him to yes. confess yes. if he wants to confess yes and that guy when he crosses him yeah. his hand is like violently shaking mm-hmm. that's because William Friedkin slapped him in the face right before that take oh seriously and he was like do you trust me and the guy's like sure I guess and he's like. <laughs> Now go film that move that shot right there. I need you to go be serious. <laughs> and so the guy was like, "Oh, like totally <laughs> adrenaline." Just got out. fucking slapped. Yeah. Okay, by a man in front of a crowd. Yeah, thanks, bro. Thanks so much. So, and then I always think too, like Chris McNeil is never living down this publicity. Like I know no. that saying, like all press is good press. I'm like, Ew, no, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's been murders, the exorcisms, and all kinds dead of dead priests. Totally. So so many dead priests. And then it's, you know, O-V-E-R. Like, we see yeah. it all wrapping up in a bow. You know what really, like, touches, like, tugs at my little cold black heartstrings is um, when Chris is talking to Sharon and they're getting ready to move out. Yeah. And she's like, you won't, are you sure you won't come with us? Yeah. And I was like, what a stupid question. It is a dumb question. I actually didn't feel bad about it. It's a heartfelt moment when they hug. They like shake yeah. hands and then it's like those women like they experience something that is like so freaking terrifying together and like right. Sharon didn't have to chill and stick around for them peapod payments. <laughs> she was she could have pieced out. She could have. She st- she stuck through that. She true. Did. I wonder if uh, what was his name? Edgar. What's his name? Carl. Carl. <laughs> Where Edgar came from. Edgar. Edgar. Um, Star water. Uh, so anyways, um, uh, Carl. Poor Carl. I, I wonder know. if he's... Oh, yeah, of course he stuck around because he's the one that drives them away. Yeah. Of course he did. He's not leaving those peapods. I think he's under contract. Yeah. I don't know. He probably signed it in. He's like, in, I, keep, 
I can't wait to relocate so you can bitch at me about rats in a new house. Yeah. And I can drive your bag around. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to tool your luggage around town. Squire it about. Did you ever think that maybe you're the possessed one? Because I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. And we do find out, too, um, because the priest stops by to bid them adieu. (laughs) Look at all that verdure. You're going to drive into And he, she, he says, like, how's Reagan? And yeah. Chris says she has no recollection of what happened. Right. Which is pretty amazing. Yeah. And then Reagan comes out and lays a, lays a smack on I his I know. Cheek. She's like, come here. Let me give you a big old smooch. She's like, I'm sucking up to these guys big time these days. Because I know something went down. Something happened. There's a lot of you. And there never were before. So. Yeah. She's healing. And her face yeah. is all scratched. Like, it's really scary. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty neat. And she, like, they drive away. And it's like. And then. <laughs> Kinderman shows up and is like, "Hey there, Bruce. Do you want to go for a, go with me to a film, to a movie, I'd like to talk movie critique? You know, and and then it's like, so a bunch of people died. Let well, me like, just go stand right here for a minute. Reagan's off scot free. Yeah, she, she's like waving out the back, like she's like, hi, <laughs> got away with that shit. This See is you just later. the effects of puberty happening. Yeah. No one saw that." So then they drive away, and yeah, the priest looks up at the stairs, which has a plaque hanging by it now, and it's obviously considered like a Georgetown tourist spot, and I yeah. would love to go fall down those stairs. <laughs> no thanks. No I thanks. would fall down them twice. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Some stairs so nice, I'd fall down them twice. <laughs> so I want to go get pictures uh, yeah. there big time. That'd be super cool. Um, ooh, maybe I'd get married there. It'd be like the longest walk in that ever. That would be the <laughs> longest walk in. I'll be wearing flats. It'll be fine. That would be terribly long. So love that. It ends. Do you want to hear a post-release FYI? Yeah. Um, due to death threats against Linda Blair from uh, religious zealots who believe the film glorified Satan, Warner Brothers had to f- had bodyguards protecting her for six months after the film's release. Really? Poor That's thing. shitty. So I'm I'm going to go first. Okay. The reason for this is because I have to do a little bit of um, ad-libbing. Okay. Um, I changed my rating in the middle of all this. Whoa. So do you want me to just read you what I had and then I'll tell you how I feel now? <laughs> Love wins. Because <laughs> it's changed a bit. Yeah, right. I'm shooting from the hip on all of my reasons for rating. Okay. Like, I, I didn't. Put, I'm, I'm bad. Well, I typed this out. But like I said, as we talked about everything. Okay. Sometimes that happens, guys. You sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you start at one spot and then you're like, you know what? The more I think about it and I hear her points. She's got some good ones. So <laughs> this is what I had wrote out. <laughs> had wrote out. I'm going to get a lot of slack for this. That's all I'm going to say. So we know my thoughts on demons. Hate to love them. This movie was not the easiest of watches. Reagan is the cutest little girl and you feel for her throughout the entire movie. She's such a sweet soul and then slowly deteriorates into this creature. The hospital scenes were gross and made me uneasy, but poor Reagan being taken over by the demon was also gross and creepy. Multiple creepy voices, her body contorting, the vulgarity. It's all just very awful. However, as an adult, this movie did not scare me as it might have as if I had seen it at a younger age. I found th- I found the disgusting things poor Reagan had to do and say more upsetting than the possession. The effects were fun and the storyline was good, but this is one of those movies I will respect as a classic and choose to possibly watch around Halloween and that's about it. Get out. 
<laughs> so get the funk out of my apartment. I know. So what I want to add in there and what I want to change is the more I thought about it as we talked about it, because now keep in mind when I, I watched this for the first time, literally like the first time through last night. Um, and I was in that mindset of like, okay, I have to watch this. I have to get my notes, uh, you know, taking care of blah, blah, blah. Right. I have to do this. So it was more of an assignment last night than it was like enjoying myself. You all know, for those that listen, I watched some of these movies like two or three times. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was kind of like an assignment last night more than just like sitting there and enjoying what I was watching. So I'd like to go back and say that after discussing it, the movie's a lot scarier and a lot creepier and a lot more fucked up than I thought. Yes, obviously I know that there's a lot of really fucked up parts. I clearly agreed and mentioned those parts. Yeah. But like, I guess I didn't put too much thought into it as like, it's a lot scarier than I think I realized. Mm -hmm. So that's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's, I mean, that's me ad-libbing it in. And I, I would watch it again if, if it wasn't Halloween. Ad libbing a little Forrest Gump in there. That's yeah. all yeah. I have to say about <laughs> that. That's all I have to say about Maya. <laughs> um, Your turn. Reason for rating. I already know. I love wins. <laughs> <laughs> My love for this movie wins. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, it's, I mean, we've talked about, like, that was the first scary experience I had, scary movie experience I had as a child. Like, sitting on my living room floor, Halloween candy strewn about, and I'm in my living room all by myself watching the head rotation scene, after the crucifix scene. And I was, like, seven, you know? And I'm just... Yep, I'm going to be taking that permanent psyche damage to elementary school come Monday morning. Yeah. Like it has just always been with me as and it's I'll, I'll I I I can't even like succinctly summarize. I just love this movie. Yeah. And it does kind of bum me out a little bit that they're going to reboot or remake like I said earlier, but you know, I don't ha- I don't know. I you just can't re you can't redo what's in this movie. It's full of like it's just heart along with all of the scary that yep. is that it is. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. like we talked about immediately, like you just feel this family relationship is mm-hmm. so genuine and pure and just watch it just fall from grace yep. so fast. Yeah. And I don't know. I just think that there's just such a raw emotion to all of it. And yeah. I just fucking love it. I just love it every time I watch it. I love it more. So. I already knew that. <laughs> I and can't. I also do just want to say, because Dave called me out on this last night, because mm. this is so funny, because there's people that will probably listen to this and be like, you had an entire staycation and you didn't watch it during your staycation? Yeah. Um, I just didn't have it in me for some reason. Like, I just wasn't in the mood. So I just want to call myself out and just say I wasn't in the mood to watch watch movies this week. And Dave was like, he said that. He's like, you had an entire staycation and you didn't watch the movie. He's like, you're watching it tonight and now you're freaking out because you have to take all these notes. And I'm like, yeah, like just like in the worst mood. So I just want to apologize for my for my original rating because I wasn't in a good mindset. <laughs> I was miserable. Un- unlike Reagan, I wasn't in the best of moods. I wasn't in the best. <laughs> so I um, give it a two. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. What did you give it? Well, one. What? 
too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. So four, four for gore. gore. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it was originally a one, though. I'm not gonna lie. Oh my god. I know. I'm I so know. happy right now. I know. I changed it. We matched Raj. We did match Raj. This is the first time ever. Gene Siskel gave this a thumbs up as well. Did he? Yep. Because nice. Of, yeah. Because of it just being a rock star. It is terrifying. The more and more I started talking about it, I was like, what the fuck was wrong with me last night? I don't know. I just wasn't like mentally. I was just not there, I guess. You didn't have a boner for it. I didn't. I get it. I have a boner for it now. And I wish I would have seen the spider creepy crawly scene. Google it. No, oh God. It's gonna probably going to put me, put me, put, put nightmares into my brain. Yes. Yes. So that's it. Now on to our Woo! next choice. Next time. Next choice. I hate this. <laughs> oh, no. Your face says it all. <laughs> Shit. The nun. Okay. This is just that season, I guess. <laughs> oh, God. Like, that's just what that is. That's just our season to just do everything related to that Where's Annabelle when you need her? That she was season she was two. Season two. <laughs> she was season two. I think she anyway. St- she, st- <laughs> she started it. But okay, so I guess we're going to watch The Nun. Uh, yeah. I've never seen The Nun. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. We're okay. watching it. All right. Well, as always, friends, we will... Uh, so the next movie is The Nun. Catch that wherever you want to catch that. I don't know where I was going with that because I always usually try to tell you where you can find it. But if you own it, you want to see it, you want to watch it, you've never watched it, go watch The Nun. That'll be the next one for episode seven. Yeah. Catch us on social media. Yes, please. Yes. Please follow. Please share too. Um, We're really looking to kind of little branch out on the audience level. Yeah, we'd really like that. So if you have any weirdos that would like to hear us talk about things, go ahead and share a bunch yeah. and uh, follow us on the Insta, the Twitter mm-hmm. uh, at 4 for Gore Podcast. Mm-hmm. You can email us at 4 for Gore at gmail.com, F-O-U-R-F-O-R-G-O-R-E at gmail.com. And tell us all the things. <laughs> and then if you have a couple extra seconds and you want to give us a review or tell us something or give us a five star, four star Please, nothing less than that because it'll hurt our little hearts. Um, then, don't be Roger a bear. Yeah, please don't. Give us at least a four and up, okay? I know he doesn't have five, but like, <laughs> could you just do that for us? No, but um, if you're interested, Apple Podcasts, that would really help us out. We would really appreciate it. Yep. Um, that gets us more recognized and people will be able to listen to our stuff more. We appreciate that. And we love you. Yeah. We well, love you so much. <laughs> And we appreciate you listening to us. Yeah, we'll talk at you creeps again sooner than later. For the nun. Nunnery. Funnery. Not funnery. <laughs> no, it won't be the same kind of nunnery funnery. Be a little different. Yeah, a little strange. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Bye. Later.